What's up, nerds? Welcome back to the table. I am Antonio Padilla, your Arthur, and as always, with me is my Lancelot, Cliff Miller. Cliff, say what's up. What's up? <laughs> That's right. After a week off, uh, we took last week off because Mother's Day weekend and Cliff had his in-laws over, so it was just kind of impossible for us to record. But we're back, and we got a lot of news to get through this week. Swag is not with us today. Uh, he was supposed to be, but uh, you know, certain things happened. He just couldn't join us this week. So he'll be back next week, and it'll be a full table. But until then, Cliff and I are here to break down the news from the last two weeks, including everything we missed last week. So <laughs> before we get started, I want to talk about... Uh, uh, I just... I mean, literally... A few hours ago, I just saw John Wick Chapter 3, and it was awesome. Like, <laughs> I, legitimately, I I didn't think this franchise could get any more, like, visceral and entertaining than it already has been. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> because I saw things in this movie I didn't expect. To see, I'm not going to give away like huge spoilers, like plot spoilers, but in this movie, John Wick uses a horse as a weapon, and I don't mean like in the trailers where you see him riding a horse while while he's killing people. No, I mean he uses the horse as a weapon. <laughs> Use your imaginations to figure that out for yourselves. <laughs> like it was pretty awesome. Um, so yeah. Uh, this movie was dope. I loved it. Loved it so much. And yeah, man, I, I, uh, I'm sure upon a second viewing, I could probably be like, well, there was a few things I would have done different. But after this first watch, like I, I loved it. I loved it. I want more, uh, which is probably saying a lot since they've already given us three movies. But I want more. That's all I'm saying. It was awesome. If you love these movies as much as I do, I know Swag loves these movies. Uh, but if you love them, Go check out Chapter 3. It's well worth the money, well worth the time. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention that at the top of the episode because, like I said, I just saw it. And, uh, Cliff, you just watched something as well that you wanted to talk about. Uh, why don't you go, t- go ahead and tell people what you saw? Well, before we jump into this, right, and talk about what I saw, I, it's funny how you mm-hmm. mentioned that you go back and watch John Wick 3 and then really break it down because I have yet yeah. to go watch Avengers Endgame. Again, because I don't, I don't want to go break it down. I just, <laughs> one of my friends texted me over the weekend, and he was like, "Dude, I just went and saw Avengers Endgame for the second time. It sucked. I was so bored. I was like, tough shit. I ain't going back." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Unfortunately, it happens sometimes when you go back and rewatch a movie. But yep. yeah, I'm, I don't know. Everything was spoiled for you. That Everybody sucks. Knew everything. That sucks for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, so, uh, so we did a cross-promotion episode um, a couple weeks ago. We actually had to add at the beginning of the show, um, and it was for the Brad and Chuck. Uh, they were, coincidentally, they were doing the Avengers game reimagined, and uh, 
they're a comedy group. <laughs> nice. So I was, yeah, no, I was listening to their uh, podcast because I wanted to hear our ad on their network, right? And um, nice, it was kind of funny. I'll explain like what they did, but they brought up a movie, right, um, with Zac Efron, so High School Musical mm-hmm. himself. Um, yeah, I say that, but the movie was called um, <laughs> Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, and uh, you can find it on Netflix. Yes. Um, great, but I have to, okay, first I want to say this. It's a great fucking cast. Like, first of all, it's, mm-hmm. it's obviously you're like, you're getting Zac Efron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, uh, James Hetfield from Metallica is in this oh, movie. Oh, he's in that movie? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Donovan is in this movie from, um, right, right some on. people know him from Burn Notice. Um, Dylan Baker is yeah, in this movie. Yep. Uh, Haley Joe Osmond is in this movie. Um, Jim Parsons, who, you know, coincidentally, they oh, just, nice. yeah, he's in this movie after, yeah, you just know, wrapped up Big Bang. just so. wrapped up Big Bang. I'm not ready to let that go. And then, um, John Malkovich <laughs> is in this movie as well. So there's like a lot yeah, of, yeah, right on. a lot of big names in this. And so the premise of this movie, I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to give spoilers for people who don't know. It's about, uh, Ted Bundy. But the way they filmed it mm-hmm. um, gave you kind of like a like a antique kind of look, kind of like a nineteen eighties, well nineteen seventies, nineteen eighties kind of filming. Um, but what made it really good was they kind of filmed it in a way that you weren't really sure <laughs> if Ted Bundy did it. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So the way the filming <laughs> was done, um, I know I know the guys uh, on the show. They said they didn't. They liked it, but they didn't really, really like it. And I have to say, like, watching mm-hmm. it, I I liked it. And, like, for those who don't know, spoiler alert, uh, Ted Bundy dies. Um, I don't know if you guys know that. <laughs> it's based on real events. Bro, spoilers. Yeah. I'm just going to watch this movie. Man, I was just going to check it out. <laughs> but um, there is, like, a big scene. Like, right at the end, I don't want to talk about it. But there's a big scene where a big reveal and, uh, yo, mind fucks. Hundred <laughs> percent. Right but, on. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> right on. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's it a really great like movie, man. So, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, you can find it on Netflix. Yeah, um, man. Like I, I've been meaning to check it out. I just haven't checked it out yet. And uh, just to speak a little bit to what you were saying earlier about like the cast, like you know, people like Zac Efron, but like says like yeah, he gets a lot of flack for having been in like High School Musical or for even just being a pretty boy but he's a talented actor so, and and you know i feel like people need to just admit that already like he's a good actor yeah. everything i've seen him in uh you know like major motion picture wise he he always turns in a great performance so and i'm not gonna lie that's kind of what drew me uh into like like yeah i'm definitely gonna check this out i just haven't gotten around to it yet so and it's crazy yeah man too. um there's like so there's this, like there's like this great banter right in the movie between cuz John Malkovich in the movie plays the 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 judge that presided over mm-hmm. the national trial um and for those who don't know you guys could check it out but there's like great banter between Zach and John and I'm like yo if if I didn't know any better I swore Ted Bundy or Zac Efron is Ted Bundy <laughs> reincarnated cuz he's just like so charismatic yeah. and from what I understand reading in history uh, that was the case with Ted Bundy is that he was very like flirtatious. Oh, yeah. He's very outgoing and like people just yeah, gravitated yeah. to him. And like in this movie, like Zac Efron captures that. And it's, yo, I was like, damn, that's, 
that's that's awesome <laughs> yeah for sure for sure i'm definitely gonna have to check it out and uh everybody else if you haven't check it out it sounds great all right and so uh before we before we jump into the news and believe me people we have a lot of news to cover <laughs> there is something else that i wanted to mention because um uh when we were doing our avengers endgame spoiler up well we were trying to be spoiler free but uh, you know there are some spoilers in there uh, but when we were doing that episode uh i touched upon the 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 fact that like a lot of studios and a lot of companies or whatever have been trying to emulate what marvel has done with the mcu and how most of them failed miserably but i was reminded uh last weekend funnily enough while we were off the air that there is one that is succeeding kind of low-key actually and uh i feel uh, there should be more attention brought to it not that it doesn't have enough attention believe me it does but uh what i'm talking about is the monster verse and if you don't know what that is that's the shared universe with like the 2014 godzilla movie uh 2017's kong skull island and the upcoming godzilla king of the monsters and I bring this up because I just saw Kong Skull Island for the first time last weekend, and it was awesome. Uh, like, I loved it so much. Um, I liked the, that first Godzilla movie. Um, I had a few gripes with it, probably the same ones everybody did. Like, there wasn't enough monster fighting, and it was too dark. Like, most of the time, I could barely see what was going on in that movie, even after I jacked up the brightness on my TV. But aside from that, that movie is really good. Uh, but Kong Skull Island, like, it was shocking how good it was and, like, how enjoyable it was. And I felt bad for skipping on it in theaters after I saw it because it, it really was good. It was, it was awesome. And having seen it now, and uh, spoiler alert, mild spoiler alert, there is a post-credit scene in that movie that sets up Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um, and if you don't know, like the idea is eventually they're going to have Godzilla and King Kong fight each other on screen. But all of this just reminded me because these movies make money, you know, and they're reviewed largely positively. And, you know, they're on their third movie right now coming out this, uh, this is it, I believe at the end of this month. And everything I've heard about it so far is really positive. So... I just wanted to shed some light on this shared universe that's happening underneath everybody's noses, you know, and like nobody really seems to, 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 to realize it. And so, yeah, like I, I'm on board with this one. I love it. Cliff, uh, what, what do you think about this whole thing? Yeah. I just found it interesting because Kong um, was on a budget of uh, like $185 million and it raked in uh, $566.7 in the box office. So it's not like it was a bad film. It didn't do a bad job. It did a great job, actually. It brought back oh, his yeah, money. Yeah, that's, that's some serious money right there. Right? And I was thinking, while you were talking about it, I was like, if you guys didn't know, actually, um, so it wouldn't be the first time that these two monsters have met. I say that Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not is, the first time, yeah. Yeah, 100%. This is a, but this is a, a universe that I very much love. And I think mm -hmm. it's like several reasons why I love it, right? So I love King Kong. I love the story of King Kong. I can, I cannot 
I can mind Kong, right? The Peter Jackson's Kong. But overall, like, mm-hmm. I loved I loved this universe. Like, this is so much fun to be a part of. And, like, every time I watch Godzilla, I think of Biodome because I'm always just like, <laughs> Matra! Matra! Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, but, I mean, oh, Kong like Scott that. Island is so amazing. And um, I'm hyped. I'm actually, I'm probably going to go back and watch it again because... I remember watching uh, Kong versus Godzilla from, I think it was like 1962. But what I didn't know is there was actually two mm. different versions of it. I didn't, I didn't know that going into the movie the first time. So when I watched, watched the original version, which I thought was the original version, Kong had won. And he was like swimming back to his island. But what I yeah. didn't know was that in Japan... Godzilla won. Yeah, in Japan, Godzilla wins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is, I can't wait to see this final debate over whose monsters greater. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, that it's funny you bring that up because, uh, you know, after I, after I saw Kong Skull Island, I went and like started doing some research on, uh, on the, the upcoming films. And I read an interview where they said this new version of Godzilla versus King Kong it will have like a definitive winner. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, man, I'm excited for this. Like this one kind of snuck up on me and now I'm, I'm really hyped, really excited. I do like any cast so far that's been announced is really, really yeah. good as well. I'm like, Holy shit. Like I'm hyped. Like I can, I can definitely fuck with this crew, this yeah. whole entire cast. Yeah, man. Yeah, and that was the other thing too that caught me by surprise when I saw Kong was the, the cast. Like I knew Tom Hiddleston was in it, and I knew Sam Jackson was in it, but like John Goodman, like I would have watched that movie alone for that dude. That dude's a great actor. Like I, I could watch that dude do anything. But 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 that movie just had a stellar cast across the board. So. Yeah, man, and even like the cast for uh, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, like I'm all in, all in on that one. So, what is it though? Like, yeah, man, like, I, yeah. Was it was it like four people from the Marvel universe are tested in yeah. Monster Universe? <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, and also, it was weird because like uh, I was watching Tom Hiddleston in that movie, and I was like, he seems to be channeling his inner Nathan Drake in this movie. <laughs> which i dug i really liked that yeah. <laughs> so i'm hyped about that so yeah man monsterverse monsterverse i love it uh can't wait for king of the month like i'm like super hyped for it right now <laughs> you know what i mean like it comes out in like what two weeks yes so yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna be there for sure although that's the same weekend that i have a convention to go to but i'll try and sneak it in I'm still so, <laughs> oh, yeah man can't wait for that I'm like what I'm looking at the cast yeah, right now for yeah, Godzilla. Yeah. There's like <laughs> Yeah, man, like like I said that cast is is pretty awesome. So All right, so uh we got to keep things moving cuz like I said we got so much news to get through. Uh <laughs> news from the past 2 weeks. So let's get right into it. This is something that uh I honestly didn't even really think to talk about on this podcast but Cliff brought it up and I said, "Yes, let's do that. Let's definitely talk about it we got a trailer for it chapter two and uh, anybody who's listened to this show before knows cliff loves it (laughs) we're we're talking about the original (laughs) or uh, you know the remake so 
and like I saw I saw the first um let's refer to it as chapter one. I saw that movie and I thought I really like it. I really like it. I thought it was and you know, don't shoot the messenger here. Like this is just my opinion. But I think what they've done so far was better than the original. That's just that's just me. But so yeah, yeah. I I saw this trailer and uh yeah, I dig it. I like it. I like what they're doing. I like that they split it into two movies. Uh, although the original was done as, like that as well. They split it into two different sections. But yeah, Cliff, uh go ahead. Uh take it away, man. I want to hear what you have to say about this trailer. Well, let's let's hear. People don't even remember that this was on two different VHS tapes. Like we <laughs> we had to swap the yeah, tape exactly. to finish the movie. <laughs> and yeah, somebody exactly. Somebody listened to this podcast is like, the fuck is a VHS? <laughs> no. Um, all right. So let me get into this trailer, right? So first we saw, um, Jesus, we we obviously saw the house get knocked on. Uh, old lady answers and says like, oh, how can I help you? And she's like, I used to live here. Um, and then like, it just got creepy as fuck after that. Because what we ended yeah. up seeing, uh, Jessica was... Uh, j- Jessica Chastain, so for those who don't know, she is playing... I'm sorry. She's playing Beverly. Um, so anyway... The she, adult yeah. And so they're having a conversation, and the lady just, like, oddly pauses, because she was talking about, you know what they say about dairy. No one ever really leaves dairy. And she just, like, paused out. I was like, yo, yeah, like, that fucking like creepy, creeped my like, skin. Yeah. <laughs> just real like unsettling and then when she said um, she's like my dad used to be in the circus and then she just stared at the picture and obviously it's bill um for those yeah. you know pennywise um and then she like right behind jessica chester it took me it took me three times watching this trailer to realize what happened behind her in the doorway yeah where the grandmother was running around naked and it was like oh yeah. my god i'm freaked the fuck out <laughs> And yeah, dude, like, I didn't realize that that's what happened either until I saw I saw the trailer on the big screen. It played right before John Wick. And I was like, oh, that old lady was naked. <laughs> and that somehow made it worse. Yeah, it made like, it so worse. So, so, yeah, that part was really messed up. So, And then obviously we get into the story about what's going on. There's like, oh, my God, I cannot wait because um, the scene – where Pennywise is floating on the balloons across the town. Yeah. I shit you not. I was in my car. I freaked out. I started looking up. I really believed in that fact that Pennywise was <laughs> floating above me. Because it's like, fuck, I... Let me tell you, like, I hate, I hate, hate, hate clowns. I 100% yeah. do. And for some reason, I find myself infatuated with them. Let me tell you, I... I I stayed away from sewers, right? From drainages, because I always believed. I never you ever thought that there was a killer clown down there waiting for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I let me say, I never in the thirty three years of being alive, never <laughs> imagined a fucking clown floating above me <laughs> with like ninety nine red balloons. I was like, Oh I was like this totally freaks you the fuck out <laughs> i think this is the worst yeah, man. feeling <laughs> yeah pretty terrifying stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then you know 
obviously we get to the it part um there's some other keys that are in the trailer but if you guys haven't checked it out go on youtube but oh my god it was just it was spine tingling and just the imagination that people have for certain things that they can do with mm-hmm. the characters it's just it's amazing oh yeah yeah agreed agreed like uh you know i'm it's funny cuz like i'm always quick to tell people like i'm not really a horror fan and uh that's a lie <laughs> i actually really do <laughs> like horror movies i just i guess uh i just sort of kind of get like, remember for a while there, people were obsessed with horror movies like Paranormal Activity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those specific movies I don't really care for. But, like, if we're talking It, you know, like, even going back to the the original, uh, like, yeah, I'm into stuff like that. I'm into stuff like Evil Dead, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, anything John Carpenter has ever done. So, yeah, I am a horror guy. <laughs> Just, you know, a very specific type. But... Yeah, man, like, this is something that interests me, for sure. You know, it's like, you know, Cliff isn't the only one who hates clowns. Not me. Uh, my older brother has a paralyzing fear of clowns. Yo, yes, so, he does. <laughs> uh, yeah, I always like to I always like to mess with him. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, I totally get it. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, this trailer looks great. Like, I mean, we didn't get a whole lot. Uh, we did get to see the new cast, which includes guys like, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, like my boy Bill Hader, I love that dude. I'll watch him in anything. Uh, I love him in so the yeah, I'm commercials. down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even his commercial work, man, like he's he's awesome. And he, a lot of the times, I say this whenever I talk about Bill. Like, even if he's in a bad movie, he's always great. Even in a bad movie, so <laughs> yeah, I'll watch anything that dude's in. So I'm in. You guys got my money. Yo. Speaking of like horror and stuff, right? This was something I forgot to bring up to you prior to us like mm-hmm. launching. Um, so I know we don't normally talk about wrestling unless it's a biopic about Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Vince McMahon yeah. and the Hellcat. Right. So um, there's a guy. His name's Bray Wyatt. He's kind of like the horror guy of like the wrestling world, uh-huh. right? But yeah. last Monday night he debuted his new character and. When I tell you it was spine tingling freaky, and I was so hyped for it because uh, Tom Savini actually designed a mask oh, nice. for him um, and gave him the ideas for costumes. Like, this guy has three characters, right? One of them is like this little fluffy rabbit, doesn't really belong there. His name's Rambling Rabbit. But there's a creepy mm-hmm. doll, and her name's Ab- Abby, and there's this creepy buzzard, right? right? And his name's Mercy. But all the characters, um, like the mass and the work, was all designed by Tom Savini. Uh-huh. And I was like, yo, this is – it is creepy. And if you guys haven't got a chance to, go look, look up um, Firefly Funhouse. That's what it's called. Nice. And uh, you'll see. I mean, the whole theme is designed around <laughs> Mr. Rogers meets uh, Dr. Or, Mr. Jekyll, Dr. Hyde, and oh, nice. the costume that he revealed looks like old-time ringling brother ringmaster. You know what I mean? Like tight pants, yeah, yeah. suspenders, and like yeah, the yeah. fucking creepiest mask I've ever seen in my life. And 
yo, <laughs> you go check it out. I just want to, I just wanted to point it out because Tom Savini is like working with the WWE. He's worked on a lot of different costumes for WWE That's as far awesome. as the horror section goes. But I, I wanted this to, to touch on that. So we we're talking about clowns, and I was like, oh yeah, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that was, yeah, that, that was pretty awesome. And yeah, like Tom Savini, he's a, he's an icon in the horror world. So yeah, like for sure, man, for sure. Um, so yeah, so it chapter two trailer came out last week. Check it out if that's something that interests you. Um, and so uh, we got a lot of trailers uh, last week and this week. More trailers, and we got a lot to cover. So yeah, trailers, we love trailers. them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yesterday we got a trailer for a movie that I'm really excited for. It's part of a series that I really love. Um, we got the trailer for. Angel Has Fallen. If you don't know what that is, that's the third film in the franchise that began with Olympus Has Fallen, followed up by London Has Fallen, and now here we are, Angel Has Fallen. It's starring Gerard Butler and Morgan Freeman. Uh, I wasn't expecting the trailer, so it was a nice surprise for me. <laughs> like, I knew this movie was... I knew they were working on it, but I, you know, it, it, it just kind of surprised me. They're like, here's the trailer, and here's the poster. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, I really love this series. I, uh, I always talk about it. I was like, it feels like, it feels like a new version of Die Hard, or at least that's what it feels like to me. And believe me, I'm a huge Die Hard fan. So like, yeah, I really grabbed onto this franchise and really ran with. Like Olympus Has Fallen, is really, that's a really visceral action movie where, you know, there's a lot of like heavy emotional stuff and and and, and all that in there. Uh, London has fallen. I I I kind of get the criticism behind that one. Like, there's not as much heart or as much. It's not as visceral, and it does get a little preachy towards the end. Not that I mind, you know. But like, I I get it. I get why people maybe didn't like that one, but I still loved it. It was a good time. It was a good time. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about this movie. Um, Cliff, have you seen any of these movies? So I have I've watched all the trailers. I'm not gonna lie. I have not seen any mm. of the movies yet. I gotta caveat all this stuff. I I never say I haven't <laughs> seen something. I always just say I haven't seen it yet. Um, yeah, I do. I, yeah. I think the reason why I I didn't go watch Olympus Has Fallen right is because at one point in time, like Butler was attached to everything. You know, ever since like 300, yeah. it was like every other movie. It was it was he was Dwayne Johnson. Before Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like every movie, like he was in that movie with Catherine Heigl. He was in a movie with yeah. Morgan Freeman. He was in this movie with where he's playing the king. He's in that movie and that movie. And I'm like, yo, I'm Gerald Butlered out. <laughs> <laughs> but I've heard yeah, great I can things see about that. the series. I can see that. Oh no, yeah, it's great. It's a great. It's a great series. I love it. Like I said, every time one of these comes out, I get I get super excited. But yeah, man, I just love it. Um, this character, uh, he plays a character named Mike Banning, and uh, yeah, he's just like, like I said, it, it, it's very Die Hard esque. Like he is very much like a John McClane type, except like if John McClane worked like the you know presidential guard duty, or, you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But uh, yeah, man, it's 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 just a great a great series, and I like what they did, like just based on the trailer for Angel Has Fallen, I like what they did this time where it's not it's not so much like 
oh, hey, me and the president are trapped somewhere and I have to protect him. You know, I like that it's like, hey, somebody framed him for the attempted assassination on the president. Now he's got to clear his name while also trying to protect the president. Like, that's that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool direction to take it in. So, yeah, yeah I'm did, really excited. I was going to say, I did like that side. I did like that trailer, um, especially with the drone attack right off the beginning, going into the river. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, I never imagined things like that and just to see that spin on the movie you're right man it's totally cool to see that they're like you try to kill him and he's like i'm gonna clear my name protect my family protect the president do all this other stuff yeah. i'm like god bless man yeah, this it, is it's got my attention oh yeah yeah i i recommend checking him out if you haven't i mean you know i like i say all the time like i know you're a busy guy you got a lot on your plate but i mean like if you have time for it definitely definitely check them out because they're they're really good um so yeah yeah i mean i really can't say much you know because like like i said we just have the first i there was a little thing that i want to talk about a little bit i know i know like there was some behind the scenes stuff that happened like one of the act the actor who was cast to play the main villain in the film was replaced like sometime during filming i don't know why i just i just know they did and he was replaced with Danny Houston, and you do get to see a bit of him in the trailer. So, yeah. I other than that, I don't really have much to comment on the film about, other than I'm excited. So, so yeah. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Uh, I love this series. Super excited. Now we got to move on to uh, probably the biggest trailer that dropped over the last two weeks. And uh, Cliff, uh, I know you probably have a lot of things to say about this. I've got a few things to say about it. Let's let's get right into it. Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, Cliff, go. Can we be honest and just acknowledge the fact that Tom Holland had to put out a spoiler warning for this movie? <laughs> <laughs> I love yep. the fact yep. I love the fact that they had Tom do the spoiler warning where he was like, if you haven't seen Endgame yet, there's a lot of spoilers in here. So go watch Endgame, then come watch yeah. this trailer. I was like Dude, you ruined everything. <laughs> I like you. You ruined yeah. everything. But then, yeah, dude, I laughed so hard when I saw that. When Tom Holland comes up, he's like, there's a lot of spoilers in this trailer. And I'm like, dude, that's the first time we've ever seen you do a spoiler <laughs> alert. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But so, yeah, then let's jump right into it, right? Obviously, we're talking about um, Far From Home, um, as, as Antonio mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, biggest part of, that I took away from it, right? was um mm-hmm. and it was kind of a question that i'm still waiting to get answered um so this right. movie obviously takes five years after infinity war and it it takes almost exactly after the incident that happened at endgame so what we're looking at now is that there's um spoiler for those who have not one seen endgame or two seen this trailer um, there's definitely a right. big loss and a big trouble of trying to get over the loss of Tony Stark. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. Nick is trying to find like that next replacement, so he's he's handing off some of the responsibilities that Tony Stark's had over to Peter. Um, one thing I thought was very interesting was that Mysterio was on their side, and obviously mm-hmm. kind of like an infiltration kind of thing. Um, but then we saw like. There was just different different parts that really kind of brought opened up my eyes, um, especially when MJ was like, "Oh, hey, you're Spider Man," and he was like, "What? What? What? What do you mean?" So, yeah, 
It was very, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> and then, um, you know, obviously there was like more things in detail. Some of the things I did like, I did notice. Um, so we saw in Infinity War, Tony Stark's had a pair, Tony Stark had a pair of sunglasses. Um, mm-hmm. But those glasses were actually the same one that Peter was wearing in this one. So I very much appreciated that. I think the one thing that really kind of caught my attention or kind of caught me off guard, though, was that it feels like they're trying to transfer everything that Tony has done, like, to Peter. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. Me personally, I just don't know if that's, that that is the right move, right? Because now you're going to try to attach your franchise to Spider-Man. But I don't know. I don't know, man. It just feels like, I don't know, very youngish to me. Because I know they're trying to take it yeah. to a new direction. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, that's yeah. That's kind of I, what I'm looking at. Um, well, yeah. It's. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually have. Um, I have a theory, and this has sort of somewhat been confirmed by uh, uh, some information that came out. I'm not going to disclose where I got this information from, but um, so when I saw the trailer, I kind of had the same feelings where it's like it feels odd that they're trying to make Spider-Man. The new Iron Man, like, come on, man, just let him be Spider-Man. Um, but then I immediately started thinking, like, okay, as a writer, what do you do? Well, like, what's the purpose of a story like that? And it's in my head, I kind of figured out, like, okay, I see what they're doing. Like, everybody's gonna come to Spider-Man and be like, we need you to be the new Iron Man. We need an Iron Man, and that's you. So I guarantee you, his story arc in the film is gonna be like, everybody's like, you got to be the new Iron Man. You you have to take on all his responsibilities. And I guarantee you at the end of the movie, he's going to be like, he'll tell Nick Fury or somebody like, um, I don't want to be the next Iron Man because I'm not Iron Man. I'm Spider-Man. You know, he's going, that's who I am. That's what I can do. And I guarantee you that's the story arc he's going to be on. So I'm kind of, yeah, I'm into it. I dig it. Um, yeah, I mean that's really all I have to say to say about that story wise. Uh the trailer though, there were a few things there were a few things like um and this actually kind of goes back to Endgame, but also mostly related to this movie in particular. I find it a bit too convenient that Peter and all of his supporting cast members were affected by the snap and then the unsnap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, clearly no. they just wanted the same characters in the sequel, and it's like, oh, well, they all got snapped away together. It's like, really? Like, this is supposed to be random, but this was clearly calculated. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, it just... It was just too convenient for me. I, just, I get why you do it. I get it. But, come on. Yeah. No, come I on. get it. Because, like, added to 10... <laughs> let's be real, okay? So, Peter probably has, like, four friends in high school... Right, that we really can acknowledge, and then a bunch of other dickheads mm-hmm. who are on like they're like, yeah, we like Spider Man. All ten of them yeah. got snapped. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me, all of those people, like everyone we met in Homecoming, they were all snapped away and then snapped back. Like, come on, that's too convenient. Like, ah, uh, but what whatever. Be- that's just a minor gripe. Like I said, it's just like, yeah, come on, guys. But you know what? I'm curious though. Mm-hmm. Now that we now that we're kind of acknowledging the snap and the and the difference, I want to know if Vulture got snapped or not. That's a good question. Because I'm pretty That's sure. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure I'd be not going to acknowledge. They're probably not going to say anything about it. We might get a tie-in or something, 
But it would be very interesting mm-hmm. to find out because if he got snapped, then it's kind of like a no harm, no no foul kind of deal. But if he yeah. did get, didn't get snapped, now we're going to find out that yeah. MJ is obviously five years younger and he's – well, he's five years older right now. And yeah. now MJ comes back to his life because there there was a lot of things that got brought up after I started thinking about it, which I don't know why. I just wanted to enjoy what it was. Um, but yeah. now all these people who lost family members for five years, right, and like we're starting to move on. Bam! Half of them come back. Yeah. Those guys come back five years later. Now we're like, I want to see how the story adjusts to everybody getting everybody back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that's that's definitely something that should be explored. Um, although, yeah, I think hoping for it in this movie might be too much. I'm, right. I'm sure there'll be a little bit of it. Like they might touch on that a little bit, but I don't know. I just the reason I bring up like the idea that it's too convenient that Peter and his supporting cast of characters were all affected. It's like, this could have been your, the perfect excuse to write out certain characters and then bring in new characters. Like you could have said, again, this is just wishful thinking because this is a character I love, but you could have used this as the excuse to be like, Oh, well here's Gwen Stacy. Yes. You know, she was younger than Peter, but now they're the same age. You know what I mean? I agree. That's or, it's funny you bring or, that or up. Or any anybody else, really? Yeah. I I'm on board. That's I'm really I'm curious to find out. Like, um, yeah, I I, I really want to know now because it it and it'd be cool too if that at some point right, like Peter's like in high school and he sees like a friend of his. Hey, Sam, you know, good luck yeah. in college. You know. And Sam's like, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. freak, and just keeps going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, like, you, you could use that to, to do interesting stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. It just it kind of feels like a wasted opportunity. But, I mean, that's just, like I said, it's just minor gripes. But um, the other thing that I noticed about this trailer that I want to bring up is you brought up Mysterio. And, uh, you know, he... I got, I posted something on Twitter the other day and this was really me just talking. It, it, it's funny how everybody kind of lost their mind over the mention of the multiverse in this trailer, but it's like <laughs> Dr. Strange kind of already confirmed the existence of the multiverse, but people for some reason don't remember that. I mean, I don't blame you. Dr. Strange wasn't a great movie, but, <laughs> but I mean, come on guys, at least keep track of your own stuff here. But Okay, so talking about the multiverse, and we know Mysterio's in this movie. We know he's the villain. So what? I want, I I was talking, I was watching this trailer, and things started to feel a little familiar. Like it's almost like this plot. It's like I've seen it somewhere before. Villain from the multiverse pretending to be a hero. Where do I know that plot from? Oh, right. That's The Flash Season 2. <laughs> that's, you know, that's just, you know, I mean, you know, Marvel doing their thing, taking what DC did before and just being like, hey, guys, how cool and original are we? Sure. 
What do you? I'm just over here sipping my tea. What do you mean, Deathstroke, <laughs> Deadpool? That's it's just a coincidence, okay? Slade, <laughs> Slade, Wade, Slade, Wade, Wilson, it's a, Wade Wilson. Like, it's a, just coincidence. Yeah, I mean, coincidence. that's totally a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, like uh, those those few little things were kind of really the only things that kind of bothered me. But uh, movie still looks good. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, is it? It's funny though because like so, I may I may cause some controversy with this and I'll be okay with it. DC movies, I'm gonna say DC EU movies, tell a better story, but Marvel has like like eye pleasing. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to sound like mm. I just feel like oh yeah 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 no you're not wrong right <laughs> I mean I get you I hear what you're saying because like I was like oh man Avengers. Like Avengers Endgame, we've already acknowledged that was a great movie. Not just a great Marvel mm-hmm. or comic book movie, but just a great movie in general. But like Spider Man, like I'm like, oh, Spider Man looks it looks really good. But when I think mm-hmm. about like Dark Knight and Man of Steel, I'm like, yo, those were those told like great stories. Wonder Woman, Aquaman told great stories. Yeah. And then I'm like, I see all my other friends. They're like, yo, this movie sucked. I was like, you didn't like it because it wasn't to your Marvel expectations because it's not bright and out there in your face because like it tells a better <laughs> yeah. story. I just I'm just looking at people like the stories are better. It's just yeah, and it's funny. Marvel is it's like funny you super bring that out up there because like even like the Joker trailer, I saw people like, no, that movie looks boring. Like what? <laughs> it's telling the story about a man losing his mind and turning into the greatest supervillain of all time. What's boring about that? But I digress. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man Far From Home trailer looks good. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal looks like he's giving it his all. That rhymed unintentional. <laughs> so yeah. Looks good. Looks good. Uh, aside from a few grabs. But uh, alright, we gotta keep the train moving. Uh, on that same note, we were talking about Marvel DC. DC dropped a a heck of a trailer on us last week that we unfortunately didn't get to talk about the much much heard about and rarely seen Watchmen TV series that's debuting on HBO this year uh, 10 years after the movie came out which is pretty cool I think Uh, this trailer boy uh, for anybody who doesn't know what's going on with this TV show it's they've said like the show it's not a remake of the movie, obviously, and it's not a, like an adaptation of a comic book. What this is supposed to be is it's supposed to be a sequel story set after the events of, if I'm interpreted, interpreting things correctly, I think it's supposed to be a sequel to the movie because that's what most people are aware of. Um, and this trailer looks really cool, if you ask me. Like, I think there are some interesting ideas and concepts presented to us and at play here. Uh, again, I don't know too much about it, but just based on this trailer, I'm excited to see what they do. What do you think of this trailer, Cliff? Uh, I'm in love. I and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I say that because like I really enjoyed Watchmen. I know a lot of people had like their gripes, blue penis and all, mm-hmm. but I, <laughs> yeah. I thought the movie was great, and I love that the scene opens up 
the the trailer opens up with Rorschach. Like it, obviously it's not him, yeah. but it's like a bunch of them. Like it's like, all it's with like a militia of Rorschachs. Oh my god, yeah. that's so fucking awesome! And then um, <laughs> just like <laughs> and then diving into it, like the actual trailer, I liked um, mm-hmm. I liked the appearance of Don Johnson. I was like, yeah. Oh my god, Miami Vice is in this shit. Let's get it. <laughs> um, yeah, and he he just what little of his performance we saw in that trailer. Like I'm like, oh, I'm in. Yep, I'm in. Like. I never thought I would say that, like, just based on Don Johnson, but I am. <laughs> like, this is where we're at right now. Like, I'm in. I'm totally in. Retro, like, shit. I like to see Regina King, obviously. She's in the movie, yes. too. So this is really cool to see. And then one that, um, I went back. I had to look up. And I know people are going to be like, what? But uh, uh, Jeremy Irons um, yeah. was, like, I was looking at him. I was like, yo, is that Alfred? That's exactly what I said when I watched the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And I was like, yeah, oh, I thought that was cool too. I was like, oh, Jeremy Irons is in the show. That's awesome. He's That's... going from one DC universe to another. This is pretty cool. He's playing. He's he's playing an older uh, Adrian Veidt, aka Ozymandias. Yes. Which that's brilliant casting, if you ask me. <laughs> like, I, like that's you nailed it right there. Like, if you're going for that character as an older gentleman, you couldn't do any better. That's that's awesome. You can't you can't knock Scar. That man's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I was tell, I was talking to a friend about this one time. I was like, Jeremy Irons has a great voice. That dude can make anything anything sound awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and and that goes back to like you know you you just brought up Scar like that voice is iconic. So yeah, I love that man. Put him that, in anything. Yeah, that man. <laughs> so like three people that I feel like could. Like, I would love to narrate my life, right, for the rest. Mm-hmm. If I could have, like, any three people, Jeremy Irons would definitely have to be one. Uh, Morgan Freeman, mm-hmm. obviously, and then Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah. Like, those are the three people who could, like, oh, yeah. just sure. narrate my life. I'm going to throw one more. I'm going to throw one more in there. Uh, Keith David. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> those four right there, you got me. Actually, and, and maybe Peter Dinklage. But, yeah, no, the, the, Maybe. Maybe. He's got a great voice too. Let's not, <laughs> not deny that. But uh, yeah, this trailer—you um, brought up Regina King, and I don't know if you noticed, but uh, the person who seems to be playing her—I don't know if it's her boyfriend or her husband. Like I said, I don't know. There's not a whole lot of information on this show, but uh, that's our boy Yaya from Aquaman, Black Manta. Yes. So that's pretty cool too. Keeping it in the family. I knew he was in the show. I just didn't know who he was playing. Like, you know, we still, I, we don't know who any of these new characters are. Uh, so I, I'm excited to get to know who these characters are, what their, what their stories are. I'm excited to, to, to revisit this world, you know, 30 years after the, the main, the main story happened. So yeah. Yeah. This trailer, it, it really sold me on the show. Like I, I was originally kind of hesitant on it, you know, because they're like, it's it's a new story, but it's set in the same universe. So I was like, mm, there's a reason they didn't write more Watchmen comic books after the, the original. But <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, it, it looks like they found a way to tell a story, you know. So I'm excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait for it. Also, one more name any, that we... Got any final thoughts on that, Cliff? Yeah, one more name that I want to throw in there, too. Tim Blake Nelson is attached to the Watchmen God. series. 
and we just talked about him. We just talked about uh, <laughs> we just literally just talked about Angel has fallen, and he's actually in that yeah. movie as well. So it was like, That's oh, this right. is a great tie-in. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah, oh, look at him getting work all over the place. Good for him, man. Good, good. Especially on since you. Marvel seems to have forgotten all about him. Unfortunately, uh, Doctor Allen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Poor guy. Oh well. Poor movie. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, he's he's great too, man. I'll watch. I'll watch him in anything. <laughs> so yeah, that was the Watchmen trailer. It looks awesome. If you guys haven't seen the trailer, go check it out. Um. Oh, and this seems like as good a place as any to bring this up. I keep forgetting to mention this on the show. Uh, you can find Nerds of the Roundtable on Facebook now, and God. you can find any of these trailers, uh, and articles that we talk about on the show there so like even if you haven't uh seen them on youtube just go check out nerds of the round table on facebook and you'll find all this stuff there as well so yeah i actually set up that page like geez almost a month ago and i've never said anything about it on the show so here it is better late than never uh <laughs> yeah i try to update it as often as possible anytime something uh anything newsworthy breaks so you know if you want to keep up with everything if you want to know ahead of time what we were what we're going to be talking about on the show, uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, that being said, let's move on, Cliff. We got, uh, we still got so much to get through today. Uh, we got a new trailer. Well, actually, like our first full-length trailer for Batwoman uh, for the CW, starring Ruby Rose as the the title character. Cliff, what do you think of this trailer? Yo. I was I'm 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 doped. I'm excited for this. <laughs> I'm not gonna mm. lie. Uh, there's just <laughs> yo. It, it was just so great when she broke into the to the back or into Bruce or Wayne Enterprises, and um, yeah, they're like, "Do you know who this is?" He's like, "The owner of this place is my cousin," and I was like, "Yo, get you some." I was like, "This is gonna be so lit." <laughs> And then um, there's like certain aspects that were, oh, the suit is perfect. No, the suit would be perfect mm-hmm. when it fits a woman. And I was like, oh, shit. She's not taking oh, no geez. shit from nobody. I got him. <laughs> got him. <laughs> yeah, so I'm definitely, oh, I'm, I'm hyped, man. Uh, a lot of good stuff. I can't wait to see uh, the debut for this. And it's funny because like I'm not, I'm not too much caught up on DC TV shows, but I know like all the tie-ins work. And I know, yeah. I know, like, because I'm right now, like, I'll be honest, I'm still on season one of Arrow, but I'm still, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm moving, I'm progressing slowly, but um, it's... He's getting there, people, he's getting there. <laughs> I'll catch up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the whole universe is just, is amazing to watch, and amazing to mm-hmm. see everything kind of just, like, digress into everything, especially with, like, Flash, and obviously, um, uh, here, Leg- Legends of Tomorrow, um. So everything's yeah. It's 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 great. I, and I can't wait. I really I I feel bad because I saw Black Lightning and I remember when the season was going to start and I was like I'm going to jump on this show and I didn't and I'm like God damn it and now Batwoman's <laughs> coming and I'm like I have to get on Batwoman. It has to happen. <laughs> so you got to jump in here at some point, Cliff. Like <laughs> I can't hang in. The, yeah, I can't man, hang in the shallow I, pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight up, straight up. Yeah, and I'm glad you you brought this up because. Uh, you know, we were talking earlier about like shared universes and whatnot. And I like, this is another one that's working. I mean, yes, it's on TV. It's not a, it's not in theaters or whatnot, but it works. Um, 
and it's it's funny like you talk about how like you're still on season one of arrow but like even from there like being on the outside sort of looking in you can kind of see how when arrow started out it was kind of like a, a grounded realistic superhero world almost like the christopher nolan batman trilogy uh but then like you know Barry Allen shows up, right? And he gets struck by the lightning. He becomes the, the Flash. And then the the doors just opened up. You got like superpowers and you got, you got the Flash and you got, you got people like the Atom and Supergirl shows up. And, you know, and then, and then eventually, spoiler alert, Superman. And now we're, they finally have uh, permission to use batman related stuff now so that's pretty cool like we're you know this television universe it's it's awesome like i i still love it i'm still entertained by it to this day i know a lot of people kind of have gripes with what certain shows have been doing but like you know whatever i'm still enjoying it like legends i love legends like each one of these shows offers you something different like even though arrow kind of tried to do like magic and superpowered villains at one point they were like no that's not us like we're gonna go back to being like the gritty grounded street level superhero and that's what they do and they're really good at it the flash that's where you get like you know the flash i'm a superpowered hero and i fight superpowered villains and then supergirl you know like supergirl's like she's supergirl i don't really have to explain that she's an alien and there are other aliens on that show which is awesome and then legends is like we're the misfits, we're the outcasts, we have nowhere else to be, so let's be together and patrol space and time. <laughs> like, that's awesome, I love that show. Uh, so, and then here we are, we're gonna have, like, Batwoman, and, yeah, like, this trailer, I, it surprised me in a lot of ways, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I forgot DeGray Scott had been cast in this show, and then I saw him in the trailer, and he's playing Kate's dad. That's pretty cool. So that that was pretty awesome. So, and like I said, there there seems to be there is sort of a homecoming that's happening on this show with Rachel. Again, I don't know how to properly pronounce her last name. Garston, I believe, is playing Alice, the main villain on the show for season one. Anyways, uh, she was previously on Birds of Prey, and so that's pretty cool. This, this, this trailer gave me Birds of Prey vibes. And by that, I mean that old TV show from 2002. If you've never seen it, go check it out. It's pretty, it's interesting. It's interesting to watch, especially in retrospect, uh, considering where we are now in the superhero zeitgeist. You know, one so, thing I wanted to touch on too was like right towards the end, she was like, um, you know, mm-hmm. Ruby, obviously she says, uh, I don't want any, she's like, how did she say it again? Something about, I don't want she's anyone like, I don't to want... think. I don't want a man taking credit for a woman's work or something and, like that. Yeah, and then the next shot, you see Batwoman's costume, and she has the red hair, and I was like, yeah. it's fire. <laughs> like, this is so yeah. cool. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they, they nailed that costume. It looks, it looks, It looks like she walked right off the comic book pages. Like, she got the long, red flowing hair, bright red lipstick. The cowl, it looks exactly like the one in the, in the comic books, the suit, the, 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 the bat on her chest. Yep. Yeah, everything. It, it looks like they ripped it right out of the comic books. And now I just. And that's pretty awesome. You know, <laughs> this is going to sound funny when I say it. Can I. I just want to ask for one thing, though. Can we get Robin mm-hmm. from Titans 
and Batwoman <laughs> to have like their one, uh, you know, like that one scene that uh, between between uh, you know Dick and um, and Kate. It would be awesome just to have that back over. Yeah, yeah, man. I know. I, yeah, I know which scene you're talking about. It's funny. It's um, I'm glad you bring that up because uh, you know we don't really have a whole lot of news about uh, Titan season two, so it's cool. Uh, I just want to throw this in real quick because uh, Brenton Thwaites, who plays uh, Dick Grayson on Titans, he recently did an interview where he revealed that he will indeed be wearing the Nightwing suit in season two of Titans. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really, I, I can't wait to see what it looks like. Uh, if, it, if the quality is anything like what the Robin suit was in season one, it's going to be pretty dope. Uh, yeah. So anyway, moving on from, uh, from Batwoman, we have to keep things moving. Uh, we also got another trailer for Swamp Thing, which is a sh- uh, the next DC Universe series after Doom Patrol. And this trailer was, uh, I thought, was very cool because it introduced us to, uh, we got to see Alec Holland, uh, which, you know, if you watch the show or if you listen to the show, you've heard me talk about like the the unique nature of that character in regards to Swamp Thing like um, you know like uh, uh, the Swamp sort of absorbs Alec Holland and it thinks it's Alec Holland but it's not so you know that's a very interesting story to explore in live action uh, and especially I on this show especially for people who don't really know too much about the character or that aspect of the character so this trailer was very cool and it really showed off some of the the horror aspects that I think they're going to be bringing to the table for this show. Like, you know, there were legitimately moments that that kind of, that scared me and creeped me out, and and yeah, I just man, I I can't wait for Swamp Thing. Uh, Cliff, what do you think of this this trailer? No, I um, it was it was very interesting. I thought like like you said, like the horror aspect is there. And it's very like in your face creepiness. I uh, there's like certain scenes that I was just like, "Damn, dude!" Like, oh my god, I can't wait. And and it's like sad because like this starts like right after um, Doom Patrol ends. And I know like it's I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready to let go of Doom Patrol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You and me both, man. Like I. Oh man, yeah. Like I don't want to talk too much about uh, Doom Patrol right now because we're gonna get into that later. But yeah, it's funny because before we started the uh, recording today, <laughs> Cliff and I were actually talking about, you know, Doom Patrol has its final episode of the season next week, and I, I was kind of bummed. Like I don't, I'm not ready for it to be over. And then Cliff reminded me, yeah, but Swamp Thing comes out next, and I'm like, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I get, you know, that's that's <laughs> cool. That's a fair trade off, I guess. and uh yeah it's um you know again we we're not sponsored by dc i wish we were but we're not we just genuinely love the content that they provide and it's you know uh titans was great uh what they've done with young justice so far was great doom patrol amazing you know that show is amazing when the lowest score we've given it was an eight and everything else was 10 out of 10s so, yeah, man, like check check out this show. Get excited for Swamp Thing if you're not already, because uh, everything I've seen from it so far, 
looks fantastic. Looks amazing. What do you think, Cliff? No, I'm hyped, man. Just like you said, it is. Well, we'll get into it later in the show uh, with Doom Patrol, like wrapping up. It's kind of sad, but I am mm-hmm. excited. It's yeah. funny too because we're gonna go from like this adventure, like this dark, gritty adventure show in Titans, to like more mm-hmm. of like an uplifting. It's still kind of dark humor, but like lighter yeah. side with like Doom Patrol to like this straight horror adventure and Swamp Thing. So like the, the yeah. dynamics are so different. It's so cool. And I, I just can't, I can't wait, man. I can't wait for Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah, man, I can't wait for Swamp Thing either. Uh, especially like, you know, we've talked about it on the show before how like, you know, Swamp Thing kind of had a moment back in like the late eighties, early nineties, where he was hot for a minute, you know, there were, there were two movies. Uh, there was a live action TV series back then. There was an animated series. Um, but then the character sort of just faded into obscurity. Um, so it's, it's cool that the character is kind of having a resurgence right now because he will then be introduced to a new generation who hopefully will appreciate the character as much as, as we did. Like, you know, like, the Swamp Thing stuff from back in the day maybe isn't so, so great in retrospect, but I mean, you know, storytelling and adapting comic books into live action has come a long way since then. So, and you know, this is coming from the man, James Wan, you know, he's, a, he's executive producing the show. He's kind of the guy who was like, he went to DC and he was like, I want to do a Swamp Thing show. You know, I want to do like a, let's do like a horror movie. And they were like, yes, do that. So, yeah, man, I can't, I am so excited for the show. And, uh, you know, I, just to see what people think of the show and how they react to the character. And, yeah, I am very excited for the show. And uh, speaking of uh, James Wan, um, oh, boy, this is a great segue. Uh, <laughs> the news broke this week that there's a new Mortal Kombat movie on the way to be executive produced by James Wan, the master, the franchise maker, coming off of the success of uh, Aquaman and Swamp Thing about to, be, about to premiere on the DC Universe. And now we get the, we get the news that James Wan is uh, doing a, a Mortal Kombat movie. This is big news because, uh, as Cliff and I know, there have been rumors and rumblings of a new Mortal Kombat for years and years and uh this news came out of nowhere uh what was it three days ago three days ago that uh james wan will be producing a new mortal kombat movie and they are set to begin pre-production this month in australia so this is big big news um very exciting came out of nowhere and Oh boy. <laughs> I know Cliff's excited about this. I know Swag is excited about it. Um Cliff, let's talk about Mortal Kombat on film. How excited are you for this movie? So we're gonna be on a on a scale of like one to ten for the resurgence of Mortal yeah. Kombat. Um I'm at a I'm at a twelve. I'm at a twelve. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty fair Good assessment. Answer. I'm not gonna lie. Like yep. this is like I'm so hyped about Mortal Kombat coming back, especially because, like, 
you know, like Mortal Kombat, like the video games themselves too, right? And um, we really weren't able to talk about this last time, but the video games kind of started like trailing off. Then Mortal Kombat 9 came and it like brought a resurgence of like new fans with new brutalities. And then 10 really took off and 11 has even taken it to higher levels. And um, I know like really a lot of it came from like Mortal Kombat Legacy, which was on YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And then Mortal Kombat Rebirth, which was like the trailer to like to the Legacy series. Uh, the only thing I really, I really want is I want Michael J. White to play Jax because like that's, I mean, he was the perfect guy in that role. Uh, mm-hmm. I, just, I was hyped. And if you haven't seen him play Jax yet, you could go see it on Legacy, Mortal Kombat Legacy. Um, I think it was episodes one and two, as well as Rebirth. Um, and he did a phenomenal job. And I was like, yo, this is my dude right here. And this has to be Jax in and out. Doesn't yeah, you're matter. Right. You're right. Um, uh, anybody who listens to the show knows that uh, Cliff and I, we love we love us some Michael J. White. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally on board with, uh, with him being Jax in this new movie. So make it happen. Make it you know, happen. I don't care what you have to do. Make it happen. Uh, you got my money right away. If you make that happen. So, yeah. So let's do, let's do a little bit of fan casting cliff. Uh, while we're talking about this new mortal Kombat movie that's coming out, like, uh, you know, if you ask me, uh, you got to get Ray Park as Scorpion. If any of you don't know who Ray Park is, that's Darth Maul. All right. Toad. Snake Eyes as well. Yes, Toad from X-Men. Um, and then Scott Adkins as Sub-Zero. Really anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Scott Adkins, you could you could have him play anybody in Mortal Kombat. Uh, but yeah, like uh, if it was up to me, I'd say Sub-Zero. Yeah. Cliff, you... uh, give me some picks for you. What? Who? Who do you see playing certain characters? Actually, before I jump into that, like, I just want to see that fight scene now between Scott Atkins and Ray Park. I just feel like that would be, yeah, that would be so dope. That would be, oh my god, that'd be so fucking fly. I, I would be because you know in. they'd do their own fighting. Yeah, they would do their own fighting. They'd probably even choreograph it themselves. Yep. <laughs> so they'd be like, "We're gonna show you how badass we could really be." I'm like, "Yep, you sure can." Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, <laughs> Carrie has to come back as Sang Song. Like that, just that. There's no, yes. I don't even know how to put it. There, there's no wiggle room. Like he's the only saying song, <laughs> and you yep. know, there's like, uh, I just I think about it. Like every time I, I every time I see saying song in any aspect of the Mortal Kombat world, I automatically think of Gary. Like I just, you have to be him. That's you. That's your role from now on. You did too good of a job at him in '95, <laughs> yeah. and you will stay him in 2019 like that's just that's it yeah um yeah like you're not even wrong about that because he he is shang sung in mortal kombat 11 so right <laughs> you know like yeah bring that guy back um you can do it like he's at the age now where you could have him play old man shang sung and then use some of that marvel technology to de-age him digitally and like just do that man like bring bring back Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. Like, I love that man. I love him in everything I've seen him in. And yes, I like Cliff. I always look at him. No matter what movie I'm looking at, I'm like, that's Shang Tsung. So, yeah, bring that guy back <laughs> he's for a, sure. He's the Admiral. 
he's an admiral of the Japanese uh, aircrafts in uh, Pearl Harbor. And all I'm like is, this motherfucker's going to throw fireballs out. <laughs> Pearl, the bombing of Pearl Harbor? No. That was Sang Song firing fireballs. <laughs> She was just shooting them out there. Like, you know what? I wouldn't have put that past Michael Bay to do that in that yeah. movie. So. <laughs> victory. I'm surprised he didn't do that. So. Um, uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, like Cliff, like who, what? Oh man, this movie. So actually, there's so many characters. Like, there. So there's yeah, one in ahead. particular, right? Um. So mm-hmm. as much as we talk about how much we love Michael J. White, he played in a movie called Blood and Bone, right? And at the end of the fight mm-hmm. scene, at the end of the movie, um, the final fight scene, well, that's a, it was like second to last one. There's a white dude in there, right? And I say that because the movie's predominantly black, but there's a white dude in there, um, and he's like fighting in like this rich kind of neighborhood, um, but the these five guys who are watching this fight they talk to this dude and they're like hey are you gonna are you gonna take your jacket off and um the guy replies he's like what for him no and it's uh it's matt mullen um who also played Mm -hmm. in mortal kombat rebirth he played johnny cage um spoiler alert for you guys who haven't seen it yet he dies um (laughs) in the most epic way too um but he played <laughs> he, he just seemed very Johnny Cage-ish in that scene that I saw him in. And I would I would love mm-hmm. to see him um brought over as Johnny Cage in this movie as well. Because I just think he's just a he's a superior fighter. He's got great fight scenes. Um and he does a lot of his own stunt work too. So it'd be fun to watch him. Mm-hmm. Um for those who don't know, and I'm gonna spoil this for you guys, for Mortal Kombat Rebirth, the guy who ends up killing him is actually Latif Crowder. Um, if you don't know who that is, he played Eddie in Tekken. Um, he's also played um, in a movie called The Protector with Tony Jaw. Um, he was the guy who had prey written across his chest. He fought in a Capoeira stance. Um, so he's got a lot of like those. Those guys just have great roles and great fight scenes. So it'd be fun to see mm-hmm. even see Latif uh, come in and be Baraka. Like that would be phenomenal as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know that uh, the the gentleman you were just talking about, he's also in a film that I love called Pandorum, and um, he's very memorable in that movie because even though that it's like a sci-fi horror movie, he still gets to do a lot of his cool like uh, fight scenes. And so, yeah, yeah, I approve uh, bringing that guy over into this movie. Like, I feel like that's what ah man, it's hard to it's hard to say what they're gonna do with this movie, but. I feel like maybe that's what you should do. Like, you just get actors who are also really great martial artists. Like, right. bring in your Michael Jai Whites, bring in your Scott Adkins, your your Ray Park. You know, like, get, get those guys, bring them into this movie, have them play these characters. And like I said, like, these guys are martial artists in real life. You, you wouldn't even need to hire, like, a fight choreographer. You could just have these guys choreograph the fights themselves. So there's... Uh, which is interesting because something like that happened on the original Mortal Kombat movie. Right. Where uh, the actor who played Liu Kang in that movie, Robin, I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Shao? Shao. Robin Shao. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, the fights in that movie were originally much shorter. And 
when they screened the movie for test audiences, audiences said uh, there needed to be more fights in it. And so they were like, oh, you know, we, we messed up. So they had to go back and shoot more fights. And that meant extending certain fight scenes. Like the fight between Johnny Cage and Scorpion in that movie, it originally ended when Johnny Cage does the shadow kick. Like he was supposed to do that and defeat Scorpion. And so when they went back to reshoot that, to add more to it, that's when they added uh, Scorpion teleporting him and Johnny Cage. And then that additional fight that follows was actually choreographed by Robin Shaw because they couldn't get the original fight choreographer back for the reshoots. And he also choreographed the the fight with Scorpion, uh, not with Scorpion, the fight with uh, Reptile. Because originally, when he encounters the the little uh, the CGI reptile or whatever, and he knocks him into the statue, like in the movie, the statue kind of grabs him and pulls him into it. But that was just supposed like that was where it ended. You know, he didn't actually become like the ninja reptile from the video game. So when they went back to do reshoots on that fight, they added all of that, and that was also choreographed by Robin Shaw. So. What the point I'm trying to make here is like hire actors who can do martial arts, and then you probably save a bunch of money on fight choreography. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the point I'm trying to make here. So. I'm sitting thinking about like all the stuff that Robin has been attached to. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he has been attached to every fighting video game, like ever. <laughs> like he, yeah. If it's a movie, he's probably attached to it. Like, um. Yeah, obviously we talk about playing in Mortal Kombat. He was in Dead or Alive mm-hmm. as a the pirate mm-hmm. leader, um, and then he played yep. Gen in uh, Street Fighter. Yeah. So it's like it's so yep. cool. I would ask. I would yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah, that dude shows up in a lot of these movies. Yeah, he's so. everywhere. Um, but I couldn't. I couldn't ask him to be back as Liu Kang in uh, this Mortal Kombat movie. Obviously, because he's a lot older. And I just, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. But with that being said, um, <laughs> there is someone I do have in mind to play, uh, to play Liu Kang. And uh, that's, that's Brian T. Um, I know a lot of people. Very good call. Yeah. It'd be the best. Um, he was in, he was in uh, The Wolverine. Um, he also mm-hmm. played in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with Michael Bay. Uh, he was That's Shredder. Right. He was the Shredder. Yeah, and then he was the Drift King. So for people who don't know, he was in a Fast and Furious movie too, uh, Tokyo Drift, yeah. which is probably the one that no one really talks about. Um, but he was DK. He was the Drift <laughs> King. So he I was, like yeah. him. I think that uh, was the first thing I ever saw him in. So. Yeah, I, I saw. So I saw him in Mortal Kombat uh, Legacy as as Liu Kang and that's where I was like all right cool I like him and um and even in that movie or in that TV show he played an evil Liu Kang which was phenomenal nice. and it was like <laughs> it was like everything that happened after the tournament and then um K- Carrie was in the series as well and kind of turned Liu Kang into like his lackey and just made him like an evil Liu Kang and like yeah. he went and beat the shit out of people it was so fucking awesome but yeah, Brian T is definitely my pick for uh, Liu Kang. If we can get him back, let's get him back. I need him back. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I uh, yeah, I like Brian T. He's uh, he's in a lot of stuff that I really like. And yeah, I have nothing bad to say about. It. I'm all for that. Bring him in. 
So, <laughs> yeah, um, man, there's so many, so many great characters you could put in this movie, and Yo. it, it's just because it, it's crazy because like, uh, you know, since. Uh, since the last couple of movies have been made and, and you know like th- there are more video games and there there's so much more character there are more characters you could introduce and so i don't know man like th- this movie i'm just very excited cuz i don't know what they're going to do but i can't wait to see it can we so. just use boss logic's um his his katana like i would love to see gal gadot as katana i'm just going to fan that'd that's be cool me. I wouldn't. I would not be opposed to that. I would not be opposed to that one bit. <laughs> no, I'd I'd love to see that actually. So yeah, yeah, I'd be down for that. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of like who else he had. Boss, like I know he had he had John Cena as like Curtis Stryker, which I don't really. Mm. I don't. People don't really know Stryker, right? Because if you played Mortal Kombat Nine. He was only in that. He was in that one as well as like Mortal Kombat three for the, for people who follow the series. But like, he's not a really well known character, so it's like it doesn't really make sense to have him in it unless you have him like one scene with Sonya kind of like raiding a place yeah. like they did originally. But I just yeah, I don't yeah. see him overall being attached to the film. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll they'll do anything. Like I I feel like James Wan is the type of dude who would. Uh, he'd probably make sure that, like, in his movie, he'd probably make sure it's it's loaded with characters that people people love and people recognize. Like, I guarantee you, you're going to get a Scorpion, a Sub Zero, you're going to get a Liu Kang, uh, a Johnny Cage. Uh, you're probably going to get a Raiden. Ooh, that's a good one. Like, who? Yo, who I was going to ask you the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's a yo. No, I didn't I'm... even think about that. There's only... funny. I was talking to. There's right, only so, one man, only talking, one man who can do this. I was talking to Swag. I was talking to Swag about the original MK, and I, I said, I was like, it's weird because in that movie they have they have Christopher Lambert play Raiden, and I love Christopher Lambert, but it's weird that he's Raiden in that movie. So, oh man, <laughs> who who would I pick to be Raiden? Donnie Yen. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That would probably that would probably be my choice, Donnie Yen. Yeah, I can. I don't know, but like, who 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 who's your pick? I'm interested to hear. Um, honestly, man, uh, Young Fat Chow. I have. Yeah, I have to go. I have to go. Wait, uh, Chow. Like I just everything Mm. that I've watched him in. Yo, yeah, that's. Yeah. When I think, because wow. When I think of Raiden, I yeah, I would I love to see. For not thinking that myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good choice. That's a solid choice. Yeah, Young Fat Chow. I just ever since I saw him, I mean I've seen him in lots of movies, right? But I go back to mm-hmm. um, when he played in Pirates of the uh, Caribbean, and and I just yeah. remember seeing him in that movie, and I was like, yo, like, you know. As as uh, Captain Fang, and I was like, yo, like he mm-hmm. low key was he was awesome, and I would love to see him in more stuff, and uh, I think yeah, yeah that would have Straight to be up. that might have to be my pick. I might have to go with Young Fat Chow. That that's you, that's a dope Young choice. Fat Chow. Yeah, that's really good. 
actually. Yeah, that's better. That's better. Like I, I love me some Donnie Yen, but yeah, that's that's a good choice. Ah, uh, but that's another one too, because like it, uh, I'd have to put Donnie Yen in there somewhere. Oh yeah, Kung Lao maybe. Oh my god! I don't know. He might be. <laughs> Yo, that'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> My head literally yeah, fell back good. on my couch. I'm like, I could totally see that fucking happening. Because yeah. oh, I think man. about that scene. Think about the scene with... Okay, so imagine Donnie Yen and Michael Jai mm-hmm. White, right? Like Kung Lao yeah. showing Jax how well he fights. And just the, the Wing Chun style. I mean, it would just be so fly. Because now... I could look back and see. Oh, remember <laughs> It Man three when he fought Mike Tyson? Yeah. Like similar. Yeah. I mean, just almost could mirror it one hundred percent. Because you know, Jax oh, yeah. is a boxer type kind of fighter with steel yeah. arms, and you could watch Kung Lao whoop the shit out of him. I'm like, yep. I think that <laughs> I'm with you. I'm hundred percent on board with this. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I totally. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you on that. So yes. Oh man, oh, we could do this all day. Here's. But here's <laughs> we're the gonna one. go down a rabbit hole like we did with the the WWE but, shared but, universe. But there's only All right, one. Go ahead, though. give me, give me, give it to me. I want to hear. Shao Khan. <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we gotta we gotta find that person that could play Shao Khan. Because let's be honest, in Annihilation, we got mm-hmm. fucked. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean that whole movie. Let's not even talk about it. But <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. We gotta find our guy. Because I can Alright, I'm thinking I'm thinking. <laughs> Brian Thompson. That's a tough I one. I forgot. That... <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking about you've come prepared. Good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god. That fucking fight scene between the dragon and the fucking serpent. I'm still on my notes on that. Sorry. I know. Oh my god, it's so. Oh, hey, Cliff, man, hold up a sec. It's starting to rain really bad, and I gotta close my windows because it gets really loud in here. Okay. All right, listeners, I don't know if you could hear that, but it's raining over here right now. So. <laughs> Woo. No, I'm still sorry thinking... to interrupt the uh, conversation. So. I'm still thinking. I'm still oh, thinking man, about this. I don't. I don't know. I honestly don't know. Dude, I had no way. Now I'm looking back, reading this, Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. two, right? So Annihilation. Renner, uh, Renner Shannon, it was like his only role. Yo, this dude played Chinook. I had no idea <laughs> it was Chinook. I was like watching. I was like, I had no idea he played Chinook. I was like, wait a minute, what? I was like, yeah, I, man, me neither. Like that, I, I don't recall him being in the. But it makes sense because I forgot <laughs> that Chinook is supposed to be like Shao Kahn is supposed to be like the descendant of Chinook, and I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah, I forgot all about that. God, this movie was horrible. I think, yeah. Oh my god, that movie was. So I might, bad. I might go with the so Rock. Bad. I might take Boss Logic and just Dwayne. You, can be yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. It's, I mean, you know, it, it's not like anyone's gonna argue that. So, oh nope, I take it back. I, think, I take it back, one hundred percent. I want Aquaman. Who is that? Oh, for sure. Like, see, I was just about to say that. And then, <laughs> yeah. I was like, fine. Yeah, put Jason Momoa in that movie. Jason Momoa in anything. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. For sure. You put he, him in anything, I'll be there. Opening day. Yeah. So he could play. He could I don't but does he really have like do you think he could really play Shao Kahn? I mean he's got like obviously he got the height, but I don't I don't mm-hmm. know, man, because I feel like even watching Aquaman, like he played like that badass superhero. I just I don't know if I can mm-hmm. see him playing like a dark villain like like him. I I've seen him play villains in movies. So yeah, I think I think he could do it. You know, I mean I I I agree it'd probably it'd probably be a tough sell for audiences because like most people most people associate him with Aquaman now, but I mean uh what better way for him to break casting uh typecasting sure. than uh to play a villain like that. Chew that. So, yeah, man, I I'd, I'd, I'd watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm still gonna be there opening night. I don't care. Mortal Kombat. That's oh just, yeah, I'll be there. That's my jam. <laughs> I'll be there. They they got me. They got my money. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, new Mortal Kombat movie from producer James Wan, franchise maker, going into pre production this month in Australia. Super excited. Super hyped. All right, we got to keep moving. We got. Uh, I want to bring up something real quick. I don't want to go too deep into this because. Like we still got a lot of news to get through, so. Um, but, from one James to another James, uh, director James Gunn finally went on record and talked about uh, everything that happened to him in the last what the last year or so, uh, being fired from Disney slash Marvel, uh, to everything that happened afterwards, and then being rehired. So, yeah, he gave an interview to Deadline.com. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing here on the show. If you want to read it, go check it out. It, I recommend you read it because it's a fascinating read. But, uh, y- you know, I, it's it's no secret that uh, James Gunn, director of Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, he was unceremoniously fired from directing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 uh, over some tweets he made uh over 10 years ago and you know uh cliff and i have uh, have voiced our support for him on this show many many times before uh and we believe that it 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 was it wasn't right and it wasn't fair for them to do what they did because you know while i don't condone the things he said or the the jokes he made and i think they were in very poor poor taste it's very clear that the person James Gunn was when he did those things is not the same person he is today. So to keep holding a man's past against him, even after he's changed and even after he's apologized, it feels like, come on, like what more do you want from the man? You know, like he's apologized. He's changed. He's obviously changed, you know, he's, and it's no secret that I was one of his biggest detractors uh, back in the day, like uh, I've spoken about it on this show many times before. Like I, I did not like the guy. I hated him, <laughs> and I, you know, I was like, he's a douchebag. He's, you know, he's, I don't, I don't like him, you know. And then I saw that he changed, and it's like, you know what? He's not a bad guy, not anymore. You know, like, like I said, he's changed. So if a man can change, and he can change 
uh, the opinion of someone like me who didn't like him, you know, that should say a lot. Um, but I do want to read a couple of uh, excerpts from the interview because uh, some of this stuff is very eye-catching because he said, um, he said, I don't blame anyone. I feel and have felt bad for a while about some of the ways I spoke publicly, some of the jokes I made, some of the targets of my humor, just the unintentional consequences of not being more compassionate in what I'm putting out there. I know that people have been hurt by things that I've said, and that's still my responsibility, that I wasn't as compassionate as I should be in what I say. I feel bad for that and take full responsibility. Disney totally had the right to fire me. This wasn't a free speech issue. I said something they didn't like, and they completely had the right to fire me. There was never any argument of that. So, you know, he clearly he didn't blame anybody for what happened. You know, like he, he says here he takes all responsibility for it. So, I mean, what more, you know, that's a, a man taking responsibility for the things that he said. I mean, like, like I said, the man, he's not the same person he used to be. So. James Gunn, I still support you. I will continue to support you. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm just glad things have worked out for him. You know, I've, like I said, Disney has rehired him. And probably the biggest takeaway from all of this is that now, I mean, not only are we going to get Guardians Volume 3, directed by James Gunn, but we're also going to get probably the best Suicide Squad movie also written and directed by James Gunn. So, I mean, yes, there was some bad that happened there, but ultimately I think this is a win-win-win scenario. Uh, Cliff, did you you read this article, right? Yeah, I saw that. I read the article and uh, checked out what he said. And it's it's like funny, man, because like I have to go back to like, okay, so he's finished this. Disney rehired him. They said everything, you know, it's kind of like water under the bridge. So fans really i just harped this enough man can't harp this enough y'all we gotta let this go okay we can't let this haunt Mm -hmm. this man's career obviously he's doing the suicide squad movie you know wb wanted to bring warner brothers want to bring him on you know and even when he said he said he made his poor jokes right and before the first guardians of the galaxy Mm -hmm. he acknowledged that past that he had and then fans still wanted to bring it up after he gave he gave you guys two great Guardian of the Galaxy movies. People came back and was like, "Nope, he gotta go. We can't have him do this. Do the third movie. He's gotta get fired." And Disney just obliged and was like, "Yep, he's gone." Then they brought him back. So fans like, if Disney's willing to forgive him, and mind you, this is Disney we're talking about. We should all mm-hmm. be able to be like, "Hey, you know what? Let's not Kevin Hart him. Let's not." use jokes from his past and continue to to pile on because it's like at some point you have to let that stuff go even though it's kind of it it is controversial I should say it's kind of it is controversial what he said but he's admitted yeah. that he's changed he's a better person for it and that he can move on and we got to move on and Disney has moved on so let's let's not hang this over his head when he does his next big picture of whatever it's going to be and let's not put that over and be like, well, he still said this, so he shouldn't be there. No, like, that's his, this is his job. <laughs> yeah. Like, let him do his thing and enjoy his movies. Yeah, let the man work. Let the man... Yeah, let the man work. Let Like, everybody, let's just move on. Because, like, like I've said, man, the man has, he's paid for it. He's, 
he's apologized and like I said, like it, it's like be adults. Like let's move on. Seriously. Like come yeah. on. Like let, let, let's all just enjoy ourselves, have a good time and yeah. oh, You know <laughs> You know that people who are out there they're like, I'm protesting James Gunn's movie. They went and watched they went and watched Endgame and they're like, I love Rocket Rocket Raccoon forgetting that Yeah. <laughs> It's it's James Gunn. Yeah, like. forgetting that like you you would you wouldn't know who that character was without James Gunn. Right. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. His brother played him. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Gunn was the onset uh like motion capture guy who played Rocket. So that's yeah. Sean Gunn. Yeah, but I thought it was Bradley Cooper. That guy. Yeah. Bradley Cooper did the voice people. Oh, come on. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, um, like I said, I support James Gunn, and as as someone who used to not like the man, uh, if I can come around and see that the man has changed and he's he's a better person than he was back then, I think everybody can and should. So, yeah, if you haven't read the article, go check it out. It's on Deadline.com. Um, the other quote that I want to pull from the, the interview when asked about working on the Suicide Squad, um, before I get before I actually read it, uh, James Gunn actually has a history with Zack Snyder. He wrote the script to Zack Snyder's remake of Dawn of the Dead, and that movie was Zack Snyder's first feature film, so they have history there. Um, I bring that up because in this, the, the quote that I want to read, he says, uh, the Suicide Squad, it just instantly started flowing. I don't think I've had as much fun writing a script since maybe Dawn of the Dead. That's what this whole movie has been like. And that gets me very excited because I love that movie. <laughs> I genuinely love that movie. Like I said, I've rewatched it uh, multiple times over the last year. And I've watched it as many times because it still holds up. Considering that movie came out in like 2004. Four, I think it's still it's still one of the best like uh, if you're a fan of, of James Gunn if you're a fan of zombie movies if you're a Zack Snyder fan like I am check out that movie if you haven't or even if you haven't seen it in a while go back and check it out because it still holds up it's still it's still genuinely one of the best like zombie horror movies I've ever seen and that's saying a lot because the original was made by the master, George Romero. So check it out. It, it, it's awesome. Uh, so uh, keeping on the James Gunn front, uh, last weekend, we got two pieces of breaking news for the Suicide Squad. Um, the first one I'm going to start with it involves kind of a... Is this true? Is it not true? A little bit of uh, dancing around the subject. Uh, so the rap.com reported last weekend that Michael Rooker was in talks to play King Shark in the Suicide Squad. Now, obviously, when we heard this, everybody got excited, as you would be, because Michael Rooker's awesome. And, uh, you know, it, King Shark, Michael Rooker plus King Shark equals awesome. So... <laughs> So, yeah, we were all having a good time uh, talking about this and like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. But then Michael Rooker himself took to his official Facebook page. He reposted the article from therap.com and he captioned, no, this is 
not true. And obviously we were all a little bummed out about that. So, but uh, <laughs> many people were quick to point out um, and shout out to Steve from Franken Culture. He was one, he was probably the first person that said this to me directly. He was like, he said to me, essentially, he said, uh, he just says he's not playing King Shark. That doesn't mean he's not in the Suicide Squad. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. So, yeah, it's true. He just said that the, the King Shark thing wasn't true. And if you look at James Gunn and Michael Rooker's track record together, Michael Rooker is in every movie James Gunn has directed. So I guarantee you he's in the Suicide Squad. He's probably not playing King Shark, although maybe he is, and this is all some elaborate ruse to throw us off. But, yeah, I, I'm sure he'll be there in the movie. Cliff, what do you think? I feel like we're in for a very huge swerve. And we're going to find out that really he is playing King Shark. And it's just, it's, it is what it is. I mean, that man, like, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if I could see him anywhere else in, like, mm-hmm. DCEU, like, playing a character. I think King Shark is very much him. It's kind of like Big Brawly, dude. Plus, Michael has that voice that you're just like, oh, yeah. yep, every, everywhere you go. It, it does you're that guy and i like the fact that you know i i just i don't know he's a, i'm a huge fan of his um especially when it comes like as yondu obviously a lot of people know him um yeah. but he played great there and i loved him in uh i loved him in walking dead like it's just yep. that voice that he's got there you know what i mean <laughs> like just that's my horrible <laughs> impression of him but uh, I just, I do, I like it. So I wish that, I wish it was true. <laughs> yeah, 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 straight up, straight up. I, I'm with you. I love Michael Rooker. I love me some Michael Rooker. I'll watch that man in anything. And I mean that. So, uh, and I want to give a, a special shout out to a friend of mine, uh, Dan Anderson. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, if Michael Rooker is indeed in the Suicide Squad, that means this is a, another character you have to cosplay. If you, uh, I say that because my buddy Dan, um, he he shares a striking resemblance to Michael Rooker, so much so that he has cosplayed uh, his character from The Walking Dead, Merle, right? Right. And yes. everybody was like, "Dude, you look just like him." So it's like, so yeah, there you go. And he's last time I spoke to him in person he was talking about doing a Yondu cosplay and everybody was like, dude, you would kill that. It's like, you look so much like Michael Rooker. It's not even funny. So there you go, Dan. Uh, You better start working on that King shark costume. (laughs) Although, you know, who knows what that's going to look like. I can't wait to see what that looks like. So, yeah. So that was the first piece of casting news we got for the suicide squad last weekend. And then almost immediately we got another piece of casting news and or a rumor. I don't know. This one has not been confirmed, although it has been reported on uh, from multiple sources. And the rumor is that uh, another MCU alum, Benicio Del Toro, might be playing the villain in the Suicide Squad. And it's rumored that that villain is none other than Vandal Savage. Now, this i hope i hope this is true because never never 
in my wildest dreams would I have thought to cast Benicio del Toro as Vandal Savage. And I thought about who I would cast as Vandal Savage, and it, that name never crossed my. I feel stupid for not considering it, <laughs> but you know, here we are. I mean, there's a reason I don't get paid to do this stuff. So, uh, Cliff, what do you think about this? Um, so. This man plays in every fucking franchise known to man. I swear to God. He really like, does. He's a collector. <laughs> he was DJ he was the in uh, Star Trek or Star Wars. God, he probably was a Star Trek yep. too. Um, he probably was actually. I don't know. He <laughs> might have been in that one. We, um, he <laughs> might have been like an extra in like Lord of the Rings, where like <laughs> right yep. at the beginning. No, he was somewhere on one of those battlefields. I don't know. Yo, he, he, <laughs> he was in the fellowship. He was probably like, you know, like, buy my axe, buy my bow, buy my sword, buy my belt. <laughs> and they're like, that's, that's the He's just over right there, there waving his belt at him. Buy my so, gauntlet. Yep, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there he is. Yeah, Got him. Yep, gotcha. Yeah, man. Like, he's, he really know, is in everything. So, let, let yeah, me talk man, about, I'm like, not, you know he's in the Dora, Dora the Explorer movie, right? Like, coming out? He is, yes. He's, he's Swiper. swiper. <laughs> he's Swiper. This man is in I everything. I forgot about that until you brought it up. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, he's literally in everything. Like, you didn't think it could get... Nope, he's in Star Wars. He's in Marvel. He's in Dora the Explorer. Like, come on, man. Like, the dude's everywhere. The universe so, everywhere. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's everywhere. He's See, everywhere. He's literally we were, everywhere. We were under the impression. We were under the impression that, like, he was in every series. No, every series runs through him. Like that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It all begins and ends with Benicio del Toro. Also, also <laughs> so, so much so that if you didn't know this, uh, one of his first uh big breakout roles was in a james bond movie so yes I, I, he's lit he's literally in every franchise hey. uh which is a perfect segue into our next story hey really quick though we gotta touch on one more one more oh. really quick what's up jackie boy <laughs> he was that's he, right oh my god in Sin City. i forgot about that <laughs> i forgot about that yes he was yeah i'm dying over here thinking about this <sighs> Dude, I'm gonna have to rewatch that movie after we're done here because that movie, not yes. only is it just amazing to look at, but it's just such a great, such a great movie. I love that movie. <laughs> but yeah, so Benicio del Toro possibly playing Vandal Savage in the Suicide Squad, love it. Uh, and like I said, he was in a James Bond movie. So to bring it full circle, here we are with our next story and this is not such a happy story uh, <laughs> oh boy the recently uh the recently announced and confirmed uh 25th james bond film starring daniel craig oh boy they just started shooting it and filming has already been suspended due to an incident on set daniel craig injured his ankle while shooting an action scene and yeah uh, he's been flown to the U.S. to get x-rays, resulting in a suspension of the shoot. Now, boy, is this not... Uh, I mean, not only is that terrible just because, you know, Daniel Craig injured himself. Like, I'm sure he's in a lot of pain. 
Um, but I can't imagine this does anything to, this can't be a positive thing for his much known, his much heard of love hate relationship with the James Bond franchise. Um, you know, he, he very famously spoke out about how he would much rather slash his own wrists than do another James Bond movie. <sighs> and then producers finally convince him to do another one. And then this happens. So yeah, man, I don't, I don't really know what to say about this other than I wish you speedy recovery. I know Cliff and I both do, and, you know, get well soon and, you know, and then hopefully you'll, you'll be able to you know, finish the movie uh, safely and, uh, and, you know, as soon as possible. Uh, Cliff, anything to add? No, get well soon. That's all I have to say. Yep. Yep. Very well said. I think that's about all any of us can say about that. <laughs> oh, and so from bad news to worse news. <laughs> <laughs> worse news ever. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk. <laughs> this is this is the big piece of news that kind of set the internet on fire uh, yesterday. So uh, let me start this by saying that. Uh, when when asked about what the purpose of this podcast was, um, my answer has always been that uh, my mission through this podcast is to provide people with accurate and reliable news and information. And so I say that in regards to this next story because, uh, boy, people... People got a hold of a certain piece of information and kind of ran with it without any sort of confirmation. And now it's everywhere, kind of being blown out of proportion. So uh, we're going to get to that. I'm going to clarify all that. But all right, let me let's let's get right into it. So yesterday we got a piece of casting, or at least that's what we were presented with. Uh, it appeared as though director Matt Reeves and Warner Brothers in DC had found their actor to play Batman um, after Ben Affleck has stepped down from the role, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and according to initial reports, that actor was none other than, drumroll please, Robert Pattinson. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm looking at the article via Variety, and it says that sources tell Variety that Robert Pattinson is in negotiations to play Batman in Matt Reeves' forthcoming superhero film. So... Says while so oh, okay so while sources say it's not yet a done deal, Pattinson is the top choice and is expected to close shortly. Warner Brothers had no comment. Uh, there's a reason Warner Brothers had no comment, but we'll get into that later. Um, so yeah, so this news kind of hit yesterday and set the internet ablaze. Um, and I'm gonna be honest, I had kind of a neg I had negative reaction to it <laughs> originally. Because if you listen to the show, you know that we reported on this a few weeks ago when this was just a rumor. And I 
had some not so nice things to say about Robert Pattinson. Uh, I meant those things when I said it, and I stand by them today. However, upon taking a moment to reflect, I decided I wasn't going to be that guy. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean this. Um, as much as I don't like Robert Pattinson, as much as I hate the idea of him playing Batman, I started to think about certain things that happened in the past in, in this very same genre, in this same culture. Uh, I'm not going to bring up Heath Ledger as the Joker, although I guess I just did. But think about all the times people lost their mind over a piece of casting that they initially didn't agree with. I'm talking Michael Keaton as Batman, Ben Affleck as Batman, uh, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, and how many of those people proved us wrong. So as much as I don't like Robert Pattinson, as much as I don't like the idea of him playing Batman, I am not going to pass my judgment on him until, like I said, we don't even know for sure if he has the role. So. Uh, I'm just going to wait and see how this unfolds. Cliff, I know you've got differing opinions and uh, you've got so, you've got things to say, so go ahead. Let it fly. Yeah. So I'm going to be that guy. Fuck Sparkle Batman. <laughs> yeah, I said it. <laughs> <You know. laughs> no. I, I'm gonna be I was taking a drink when you said that and I almost spit. <laughs> I almost spit it out all over my laptop. So, <laughs> oh, diamond encrusted Batman, bejeweled Batman. No, um, so I've kind of brought this up before. We've kind of talked about this before. Um, but mm -hmm. like, I was very adamant about Heath Ledger not playing Joker. I was very adamant about uh, Ben Affleck not playing Batman. I was very adamant on. Well, no, I I liked Gal Gadot as. Wonder Woman, and that's because of like her, the the scenes that she did in uh, the Fast and Furious series. Uh, so you know, I I think I was like over five. Um, <laughs> if Robert Pattinson gets this role, I hope I'm over six because the moment that I become <laughs> one for six in this shit, yeah, I promise you, I won't let go of it. <laughs> <laughs> Because I will like, be you like were right the one time. Oh like I was still right. So. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, man. it was one roll. Like motherfucker, I do not <laughs> care. It was Sparkle Batman up there. Like I have to be honest, man. Like I was watching because um, my daughter and my wife and I we were watching the Harry Potter series, and Robert Pattinson yeah. came in right. on you know the Goblet <laughs> of Fire, and he was there, and I was like, oh look, yeah. it's it's Edward. I. I totally yep. did not remember what his name was in the movie. I just <laughs> remembered Edward Cullen. I was like, yo, that's the Twilight Vampire. That's who that is. That's who, that's who he is that's to who me. That is, he will always be. Bruce Cullen. So... That's who you're giving. Yeah, yeah, it's, Edward it's... Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because um, there's, a, there's another um, fan artist uh, type guy. Like, like Boss Logic, although his art style is nothing like Boss Logic, but uh, if you don't know who he is, his name is uh, Lord Mesa. Check him out on Instagram and Facebook. He's, he does really great art. 
Um, but after this news came out, he did a, a piece of fan art where it was Batman looking up at the bat signal in the night sky, but the bat signal was sparkling. And Batman is like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw that piece of fan art and I legitimately, that was my reaction when I read this news. So yeah, shout out to Lord Mesa. Uh, you guys go check him out. He's awesome. But yeah, yeah, man, I I don't know. Uh, I'm with you, man. Like I said, I, I don't like Robert Pattinson. I don't like the idea of him being Batman. But like I said, there is more to this story. Uh, like I said, I like to pride uh, myself and this podcast on reporting accurate news. And so that's what we're here to do today, because almost immediately after that original article came out, uh, our good friends, Deadline.com, go check them out. Uh, they released an article where they clarify. Uh, here, I'll read from the actual article. This, again, this is from Deadline.com. It said, Matt Reeves is getting close to naming his Batman, while a report declared that Twilight Saga star Robert Pattinson had been set for the Batman, Deadline hears that the filmmaker and Warner Brothers haven't gotten to that place yet. Pattinson is on a short list, but so is Nicholas Holt. Now, if the name Nicholas Holt sounds familiar to you, uh, it should be, especially if you're uh, a nerd or a geek, like Clifford and I. Uh, Nicholas Holt very famously portrays Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Beast, in the X-Men movies. And if you were listening to last week's episode, you would have heard us talk about something that he's also associated with. He was in Warm Bodies, the movie. Um, and I'm going to be honest, if I have to choose between Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Holt, I'm going to go with my boy, Nick Holt. Uh, I, and this has absolutely nothing to do with how I feel about Robert Pattinson. It's legitimately Nicholas Holt is a fantastic actor. He, I've been a fan of his for years. Uh, he's also in Mad Max Fury Road, although you wouldn't recognize him because, like, again, he plays a character that's so far, so far out there. You know, he plays a very Mad Max-esque character in that movie. Um, so, yeah, uh, between these two, if it was up to me, I got to go with Nicholas Holt. Uh, Cliff, what do you think? Oh, I'm on board. I have to go with Nicholas. I like, um, I. it's kind of controversial, I guess. I don't know. Some fans can... Uh boomy or something i don't know at me bro uh but i like <laughs> nicholas better as beast than i did when kelsey Grammer played him i just gotta be honest and That's i just fair. feel like i feel like he's gonna do a great job with batman if they can give him the batman role instead instead of giving it to sparkle batman i i'd much rather <laughs> see um sparkle but you know <laughs> and, <laughs> that still makes me laugh every time <laughs> I I just uh, it is what it is. Um. Anyway, but Spark. <laughs> so Nicholas, uh, I think he'll, I think he he would kill this role as as Bruce and as as Batman. Um. Uh, you know, it's it's just because he's I don't know. I feel like he could flip that coin and he would just do great a great work with with the material that he was given. I just like I said, mm-hmm. I can't get past Sparkle Batman. But I've been wrong all the time <laughs> yeah i mean look here's the thing uh if robert pattinson does get the role and look as much as i don't like the guy if he gets the role i will 
100% be rooting for him to prove me wrong. All right. And I will admit if and when I'm wrong. I'm man enough to do that. <laughs> All I'm saying is that right now, if it was up to me, if I had to choose between Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Holt, I got to go with my boy Nick. All right. He's just, he's, he's a likable guy. He's a fantastic actor. He, I, I just, I can't stress the amount of range this guy had. Like, if you, like I said, like if you watch him as Beast and then you go watch him play Nux in Mad Max Fury Road or even uh, R in Warm Bodies, that role in particular, because he had to, he had to portray that character through very minimal dialogue. And that's not an easy thing to do. And he managed to make the character sympathetic and he managed to make him relatable and likable. So, yeah, I mean, Nick Holt has my vote all the way through. Uh, you hear that, Nick? Me and Cliff got your back. <laughs> you know, you're our boy. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm totally throwing my support behind him, uh, you know, until I hear otherwise. So, yeah. <laughs> we got your back, Nick. Cliff, you take- have any- yeah. yeah, yeah, we got your back, Nick. We're gonna go. To, uh, we're gonna take Robert Pattinson or Sparkle Batman, and uh, we're just gonna go <laughs> dr- <laughs> drown him in a goddamn water for elephants or whatever the fuck that movie was called. <laughs> yeah, that movie that nobody remembered until just now. Until I just <laughs> mentioned it on this podcast. Yeah, that was the thing. Weird ass fucking movie with Reese Witherspoon and yeah. Yeah, I only remember that movie because you just mentioned it. Like, seriously, like, I forgot all about that movie. But, you know, oh, man. I, have to, I have to say this really quick. I'm looking through mm. the IMDb, right? <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, it's interesting because there's this movie um, in post-production right now called uh, The Devil All the Time, right? Mm-hmm. But listen to this really quick. We have Sparkle Batman in there, right? Meh. We can pass on that. Mm-hmm. But Tom Holland and Sebastian Stan and Bill Skazegard are in this movie together. I'm like, that's a wow. trio of guys that I want to see in a movie together. <laughs> that's interesting, man. Dang. Yeah, I might have to check that out. I might have to Thanks see for bringing trailer. that to my attention, Cliff. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to check out and see if there's a trailer out there. <laughs> I might have to check this out. So, um, yeah. Oof. Boy. Okay, so... Uh, okay, so yeah, like the, the the main reason I want to report on this whole story is because, like I said, I like to think that we provide accurate information and reliable information to the nerd community, the nerd culture. So uh, I see everybody's out there like posting, like Robert Pattinson is Batman. He is Batman. He's our Batman. It's like he's not, not yet, not yet. So you know, I'll be saying that if he's he is your Batman. Like, I'll I'll hop to it. Yeah, I mean, he, maybe he's your Batman, but he's not our <laughs> Batman. <laughs> if he is, if he is, fine. You know, like I said, I'll admit to it. I'll cop to it, and I will be rooting for him to prove me and everybody wrong. But until then, uh, stop saying it like it's fact because yeah. it's not. I um, feel like, <laughs> you know, so like, remember? Okay, so this is going to be kind of off subject, but on subject uh, when. Trump won mm-hmm. the election, and you had those people that are like, hashtag not my president. Hmm. 
That's how I feel right now. Mm. Hashtag not my Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Hashtag not my Batman. Not my Batman. Hashtag not my Batman. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Hashtag uh, not my na 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 na. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. All right, so from one piece of uh, news that angered fans to another group of angry fans, let's get into TV time. Yeah, um, we got to talk about some Game of Thrones now. Uh, if you know anything about me, you know I don't watch Game of Thrones, but for some reason, Twitter thinks that I do, and it's always <laughs> offering me updates on what's happening. So, <laughs> uh, this season of Game of Thrones, which is its final season, by the way, if you didn't know, uh, it hasn't been going over very well with fans. Would you say that's an accurate? Uh, statement cliff oh super accurate <laughs> oh yeah yeah um fans haven't been very happy with the way certain storylines or characters have been handled this season and whew, i i don't know which fans are worse at this point if it's star wars fans petitioning to have uh, the last jedi remade or if it's Game of Thrones fans who are petitioning petitioning to get season eight remade. You heard that, right? That's what's happening in the Game of Thrones fandom right now. Upset fans want the entire season remade because they don't like what's happening right now. So, <laughs> Cliff, what do you make of this? Uh, if you can make anything of it at all? So, I... Okay, I, I want to caveat this before I say how I say it. I have not seen an episode of Game of Thrones. With that being said, mm. I do not want to say... Because there's like a difference between saying, like, I don't watch Game of Thrones and I haven't watched Game of Thrones. And I'm one of those that's... I haven't watched it, right? Because I do, I do want to get right. into it. I know, like... But this season, I've heard a lot of backlash and it kind of makes me want to shy away from it. Like, the petition right now, as <laughs> I'm looking at it, is... 760,000 people who are pissed about this season. Like, I'm like, yo. That's a lot of people. I can't, I don't know if I can, <laughs> like, I don't know if I can go back and watch the seasons. I know because I have a couple friends who, you know, I asked them, I was like, please don't spoil things for me. And they still send me shit in the chat mm -hmm. and they send me stuff on Twitter <laughs> and they're like, hey, by the way, did wow. you see. Did you see? She took a whole dragon. Oh, spoiler for you guys who don't know. And by the way, I don't know who this is. Uh, Darian? Darian? I don't know. She went in with a dragon Daenerys. and eradicated a whole fucking city. I don't know why. Yeah. But someone decided to tell me that and that Jon <laughs> Snow didn't give her the dick or something like that. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Even though that's his aunt. Which I feel like that's part of the reason I couldn't get into Game of Thrones. All the incest. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like not not to get into that whole thing because um, I I always tell people like I tried to get into the show because like during the hype for season six I believe it was I I'm gonna admit it I got swept up in it and I tried to watch the show but then I realized I don't care <laughs> I don't care about any of these characters I don't care about any of their stories and also all the incest creeped me out so <laughs> yeah I was out. I was out. I was done. Can't wait for this show to be over so that 
the porn I watch online won't go back to normal. So <laughs> that probably says a lot. That's probably way more information than you guys needed to know. But here we are. So I, just, I think it's I think it's funny that you know what I mean like that almost a million fans are pissed off at a show. Yeah. Like yo, it it is it's it's ridiculous because like I said like I said. I don't know which fan base is worse at this point, if it's the Game of Thrones fans or the Star Wars fans. And, and mind you, I am a Star Wars fan, but I loved The Last Jedi. So <laughs> I haven't I don't seen this many I don't know. Pi- <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. this many people pissed off at a piece of media since Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, it... <laughs> yeah, man, you you bring up a great point. Like I don't Oh man, fandoms are getting out of control these days. Like I don't know what's like what happened. You know what it is? It's the internet. The internet has given us way too much power and the ability to voice our opinions to people, the people who are creating the the media that we enjoy. And guys, like I miss the I miss the old days when we could just sit back and watch a show. And there was no way for us to yell at the creators and be like, no, we don't like this. You know what I mean? So, Yo, are, are you saying I don't know, that all of us have turned into Kathy Bates in misery? <laughs> that's exactly what's happened to us, dude. That's exactly what has happened. We're all that psycho-obsessive fan. <laughs> oh, my God. Cliff, you found the perfect analogy for what's going on here. Oh my god. You're my favorite author. You're my favorite author. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my James, god. James Gunn, you better better do a good job to the Suicide Squad. Or else oh, we're going to no. tie you up to a bed oh, with no. a block and we're going to break your ankles and make you rewrite it. Oh my god. Oh, don't, don't make me because I just pictured it in my head. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get that out now. Nope. Okay. All right. <laughs> So, again, Cliff and I don't watch Game of Thrones. We just know that there's a very large um, number of upset fans. And it's ridiculous. Um, Get over it, people. (laughs) So, let's go from one TV show that has upset its fan base to another TV show that has excited its entire fan base just by announcing that it's coming back. That's right, people. We got, we finally, finally got the glorious glorious news Rick and Morty season 4 November 2019 thank you very much like oh I'm so excited for this Cliff how excited are you for this um so I have not watched Rick and Morty <laughs> Clifford yeah. what's wrong with you don't watch it with the kid I gotta tell you that right now oh Do yeah not watch no, that's not happening <laughs> just from just from the yeah, small don't, videos don't and do the- it yeah, the small videos and the gifts I are the gifs, gifs I get. No, never gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> don't watch it with the kid, but it, definitely watch it because it's awesome. Actually, <laughs> it's, it's it's funny you bring this up, right? So I had a meeting with my uh, with my company with a company, um, and I uh-huh. was winning prizes at a Dave and Buster's, and uh, I won uh, Rick and Morty and Pickle Rick. <laughs> I I ran around my house. I'm not kidding you. I ran around my house with pickle Rick in my hand, and all I was doing was like, "I'm pickle Rick." 
<laughs> yes, that's Everybody exactly what I would have done as well. Guess what so. happened? Understandable. <laughs> I, I have no so idea where Pickle Rick went. Know, <laughs> oh my god! Somebody stole Pickle Rick. Someone got someone. Someone got rid well, of it. Maybe he, maybe he went on an adventure. If you know, if you know what the, <laughs> if you're familiar with that episode, he probably, probably in a sewer fighting off rats. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, if those of you who don't know, we got the announcement. What was it? Like uh, two days ago. Two days ago. Yeah, two days. Yeah, two days ago. Uh, November. Rick and Morty is returning in November. <laughs> this was announced at the Warner Media upfront. Uh, there was an official image, season four image, as well as an announcement video uh, featuring Rick and Morty. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on the Adult Swim Facebook page. It's on the Rick and Morty pages on Instagram. Uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube as well. So, yeah, it's it's just great to know that it's finally here. It's been two years since season three, and I know we should be used to having to wait this long for seasons, but that doesn't make it any easier. So, <laughs> so excited. Can't wait. I love Rick and Morty. Uh, Cliff, man, you got to get on that. I mean, there's so much stuff you got to watch, but like, come on, man, Rick and Morty, it's great. Ah, uh, so yeah, that's 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 really all we know at this point. Uh, it's coming back this season, so rejoice! We survived long enough to see season four. All right, so oh boy, we're getting we're we're almost there, Cliff. We're almost through. So real quickly, I want to I want to touch upon just a little bit of uh, CW DC TV. Uh, this week, The Flash and Arrow both had their season finales, and mild spoilers, um, we got even more teases and setup for Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, later this year. I bring that up because we also got the bombshell that this year's crossover is going to be five hours long which is the biggest crossover they've ever done <laughs> i mean we thought like invasion no invasion was only three uh we thought crisis on earth x was huge so that was four hours this is going to be five hours and yeah i'm excited super excited uh Cliff and I actually had a really cool, real funny little back and forth on Twitter about this yesterday. <laughs> and um, this it was fun. It was fun for us. Like we knew we were doing just a little tag dia, tag dia back. And we were talking about this because it's like, it's funny because you and I know we're just messing around. But like anybody who saw that online was probably like, uh oh, like there's a war going on over here. It's like, nah, we're just two nerds having fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah like cliff and i we we don't we don't really take anything seriously we just love to like i said we just love to mess around with each other we have our little back and forth so uh the thing was i put up on on twitter i was like uh crisis on infinite is, is five hours long your move marvel in reference to marvel having done uh, a three-hour avengers movie and cliff responded with cliff go ahead and give me give me your response yeah i said if you include infinite uh infinity the last avengers movie um infinity war and endgame were five hours and 45 minutes long <laughs> that's right so he he hit me with that 
And I was like, all right, good point, good point. And then I was like, oh, Clifford, Clifford, boy, you played yourself. <laughs> and I replied, not that I'm keeping tabs, but if you include Elseworlds, which sets up Crisis on Infinite Earth, the crossover is eight hours long. Your move. <laughs> so you know it's just it's just a little bit of fun like we're just having fun you know it's, it's good time but i wanted to mention this because i mean whew, these crossovers are getting bigger and bigger every year oh my god so so yeah i, I mean i'm so excited can't wait to but they said it's five hours over over two quarters which i don't know what that means does that mean two nights Somebody clarify that for me. Yeah. Somebody clarify that for me. I don't know what that means. So, yeah. So, yeah, just real quick, wanted to bring that up because I'm super excited. Crisis on Infinite Earth. You guys don't know what that is. It's a very seminal story from DC Comics history. It That's the event that changed everything about DC Comics continuity. It's a reason why we refer to... There are two moments that we refer to, pre-crisis and po- post-crisis. And the crisis we're referring to is Crisis on Infinite Earth. So get hyped, get excited. It's a world-breaking, world-shattering event. And it's coming to your television later this year. So you don't even have to pay a movie ticket to go see it. So <laughs> get excited. <laughs> All right. So now, yeah, really oh, what's quick. up, Cliff? What's up? <laughs> um, I have to give a huge uh, shout-out to the Avenger Zone, who retweeted oh, my right. tweet. <laughs> I didn't even see it till just now that they retweeted my tweet about not that I would keep tabs. Well, they liked and retweeted it. Yeah. (laughs) Not that I'm keeping tabs, but Final Avengers movie was five hours and 45 minutes if you put Infinity War and Endgames together. LMAO. Hashtag Avengers. And yo, they liked it and they retweeted it. And I'm like, yeah, they liked and retweeted it. Yeah, just... I know because I got that notification too because you mentioned me in it. Yeah. So... <laughs> uh, shout out to Avengers. So, yeah, I yeah. see you. <laughs> shout outs. We both see you. All yep. right. You're in both our notifications. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So now comes to Cliff. We're all... We did it. We're here. Whew, big episode. So this is Cliff and I's favorite part of the show. Yay. Uh, Unfortunately, we've only got one of these left, so, so let's savor it, Cliff. Whew, here we go. We're going to be talking about Doom Patrol, and boy, boy, uh, we have two episodes to discuss, because we have last week's and this week's, and boy, were they both amazing. Last week's episode, Flex Patrol. I wasn't expecting it to be... Uh, as great as it was, like as funny as it was and as emotional and heartbreaking as it was. Um, so it really surprised me. There were a lot of, man, there was just so much stuff. Can we talk, can we just talk about Flex Mentalo real quick? Because I know I say this every episode, but like muscle powers, like that has to be like the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> in live action this dude literally just flexes his muscles and he activates his superpowers and it's like the most again i say this every time we're talking about it doom patrol episode but like this has to be peak doom patrol (laughs) so 
Cliff, what what did you think of this episode? What did you yeah. think of this episode? <laughs> I'm just thinking about Flex, and he's just, hey, what's up with Sparky over there? Like he just, <laughs> yeah, you know, like he seriously like. Every muscle that like, he flexes, like something new comes out, like uh, yeah, he does the tree branch else, like... <laughs> with the cat. Yes, I was like, I'm just think about all this stuff that happened in and just like this episode right at the beginning. I'm like, yo, Flex is the man. <laughs> <It's>... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting to like Flex as much as I did. So. And uh, shout-outs to that actor. I'm not sure what his name was, but, like, he had, he had, like, he played the character so well. And for, like, being as buff and as jacked as he was, he was also a really good actor. Like, he played that character perfectly. (laughs) Like, like. Yeah, that's. uh... I feel like if, if you're that buff and that jacked like you shouldn't be that talented an actor but he was like he really sold the character to me and you know they say it in the show his 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 greatest flex was his smile he had a killer smile i don't know if they wrote that into the script for him or if that was if that was just a good coincidence like they cast someone who had a great smile but like dude man everything about that casting worked yeah, so that's um uh, Devin Chandler Long is his name. Mm, right so, on. Yeah, shout out, shout outs to, to big shout outs to him. Him playing Flex, yeah, I agree, man. Like, she, you know, um, Dolores kept refer- referring mm-hmm. to like his greatest flex is his smile, and he's he it was a very likable. Well, I mean, he's still a still very likable guy. I'm like, yo, like, yeah, oh yeah, I watch more movies with you, Winnem. <laughs> shout outs yeah straight up i like that guy so yeah yeah can we get into the... i like you i'll be following your career yeah i so. definitely can we get into like okay so obviously we had that scene he got um picked up by he was trying to save a kitten and the kitten like brought him to the ant farm mm-hmm. but what i really want to get into is like can we at least breathe a sigh of relief that silas is still alive because like yes. when we saw him, uh, like yes. obviously he got his he got his face broken by Victor, right? And the first thing we saw was yeah, Rita. by his own son. Yeah. Well, shout outs to Mister Nobody again, fucking with people's heads. Um, yeah. But first thing we see, obviously, is uh, we see Vic, and he's holding Silas, and he's just like talking to him, like trying to wake him up. But um, Rita like checks his pulse and was like, "Hey, he's still alive, barely." But we got to get him out of yeah. here. So it was like a big sigh of relief. Because I know like everybody thought like he had died. They're like, yeah, he died. I was like, I don't know. I don't think he died. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said yeah. he died. And... I thought he died, but I was hoping he didn't. Right. Because, I mean, that would have been really dark. Exactly. <laughs> so, so I was so glad that yeah, there was man, a big I was relief. So... Yeah, yeah, same. I was so happy that he he wasn't dead. Um <sighs> That yeah that that episode, so many surprises, and like the the story, like like yeah yeah, yeah it, I was very happy that Silas was still alive, and then sort of the story with Flex, and finding out that 
Larry had encountered him before in his past. Right. Like they were both being held uh, like right next to each other, <laughs> you know, but it was, it was interesting that like the negative spirit had more interaction with flex than Larry did. Right. And like, maybe, yeah, it's like, I, I think maybe that's why Larry didn't recognize him or know who he was. Um, so yeah, that was very interesting. And just flex's whole story like him being him being taken in and like them using dolores to to kind of keep him subdued like that was man that was that was really sad like really heartbreaking you know like the only reason he he submitted to them was because they they had the woman that he loved and that was Oh man! And then he said it too. He was like, "Sorry, Sparky," like he's like talking to the spirit. And I was like, "Oh man, that sucks." Yeah, yeah, like because right as they were planning their their escape, and then he's like, "Sorry, Sparky." He's like, "They got my girl. I can't." You know, it's and it's understandable too. Like it's like, yeah, man, I probably would have done the same. It's a tough situation to be in, but I get it. Um, but yeah, man, that whole story was was tough man it was tough because it you know they end up stripping away who he who he was like he didn't even remember who he was and didn't like, remember his name it, yeah he didn't remember his name kept referring to himself as 722 yeah yeah because yeah and that was even paid off too because like remember he was like my name is flex you know he's like and then finally he's like okay and then you know, you catch up with him later on down the road. He doesn't even remember his own name. So it's a, yeah, man, that whole thing was was heartbreaking. Uh, oh man, but I mean, you know, we always talk about it. Like that's sort of the beauty of this show is it can, it can introduce you to these characters and it can make you love them. But at the same time, it's gonna break your heart. <laughs> so, yeah, man, and you'd think we'd be used to it at this point, but no, nope. <laughs> like here we are. Nope. So yeah, and like. Uh, to me, the most heartbreaking thing about it was at the end when, you know, when they reunite Flex and Dolores and they start to remember each other. Because that, that to me was probably like the most beautiful part of the episode. And I'm not even going to lie, I cried. Like, I cried. Like, when they were, you know, when she recognized him and he recognized her. It was it was such a beautiful reunion, and then immediately taken away from us, like in the worst way possible. So, oh man, so it was, God, man. <laughs> so here's my second like question. I said, like I, oh, go ahead. Right. So, and I know, like, yeah, that that part was like everything was like so emotional about it. But anyway, um, Jane, mm. is she like starting to be able to gain better control because? Because um, Cliff kept referring to Flit, right? Obviously, the one I could teleport. And was like, get yeah. Flit, get Flit, get Flit. And then finally, like, yeah. Jane was like, no. And then she gave in. She was like, fine. And then Flit appeared and boom, they were gone. And they disappeared. Yeah. And obviously, they took Vic and his dad to the hospital. Rita went with him. And then, like, it was yeah. just – and Flit, like, came in command. And then Jane came back. And then, you know, it was so – 
I'm just wondering if like she's gaining better control now that she's kind of had went through her adventure. If she's able to like call people up at will now, like just if that's a thing. Yeah, I think I think that's what's happening. I think maybe her and all of her other personalities are starting to understand that they all sort of have to work together. Um, I mean, that's the way I interpreted it anyway, and I'm glad you brought that up. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely like um, some confirmation on that because, like I said, that that's just the way I interpreted it. So, yeah. And then we saw Rita have her situation at the hospital where she talked about she talked about the story of giving a young actress yeah. $100 and thought that she'd find the grit that would yep. help her get to the next place. But it didn't happen. You know, uh, that girl yeah. like, ended up killing herself and like Rita like wore it on her heart because she'd brought so many people that were successful um, up. And yeah. then finally she started getting the calls. But yeah, it was crazy, man. Yeah. Like all the stuff that like Rita, Rita has got to be because obviously she's like a 1950s, you know, she's super, she's a superhero from the 50s. But then like what you like, you start digging in and you forget like it was a different time and she's like living with all this burden like in her soul oh, yeah. and she has to keep talking about all the stuff that she did you know she fired a person that was uh physically challenged she uh kept giving more and more people to like producers to kind of do whatever they wanted so that she'd get phone yeah. calls like she like didn't help a girl yeah, when she was committing role. suicide yeah. like all sorts of crazy shit that was going on and you're like damn rita like You've got a lot of red in your soul. Yeah. <laughs> like, Black Widow got shit on you yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I'm glad that we finally got an explanation as to what, just what it was that Rita was dealing with. Because, like, yeah, I noticed throughout the entire season, like, we kept, we kept getting allusions to a child, like, a baby. And I was like, oh, did she, did she kill a baby or something like that? Like, I, you know, like, I didn't know. So it was great to finally get an answer as to what, just what it was that was, you know, this guilt that she was carrying around all this time. And also, shout, shout out to Ed Asner being in this episode. Like, I was not expecting, of all the people I was not expecting to see on this show, like, Ed Asner... I would have never guessed to be on the show. So shout outs to him. He was the old man in the hospital. Yes. That uh, spoiler alert was actually Mr. Nobody. But yeah, <laughs> so that was a pretty cool surprise. That was a very, a very welcome surprise to see him on the show. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought up Rita because I, I almost forgot about that, but yeah, it was great to finally, like I said, it was great to finally have all of that uh, explained because I honestly didn't think we were going to get her story until next season. It right. felt like they were holding it back for, for a while. Uh, so, yeah, man. Also? Yeah. Like I said, man, this show, it, it always finds... Uh, it finds a way to present you with sort of all this heavy material. Um, but in a way that doesn't put you off. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, the, the crazy part, too, was where, um, uh, Jesus, 
uh, right towards the end, right? So the spirit, um, we never even talked about it. So the spirit was pulled out of Larry's body in a previous episode. Um, and mm-hmm. so they're two different entities, right? It's the it's oh, Larry, Larry and right. the spirit. Um, but what we didn't know was that the radiation was starting to kill Larry. And you really mm-hmm. saw it towards the end because once he starts coughing, he's coughing blood and the rags start to turn yeah. red. And it's because the spirit was like keeping the radiation from like killing him. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, Larry was like, no, you can't get back into me. Go live your life. Do whatever you want. And the spirit went to leave. But then at the last minute, the spirit decided to come back through the house and jump back into Larry and like bring Larry's health back up. So it was definitely kind of a cool thing to see that those two were like, all right, no, you know what? I I need you and you need me. So let's get back together. And they did. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I really liked that. This episode um, really seemed to pay off a lot of uh, storylines and, uh, you know, in, in preparation for uh, the final two episodes. But um, yeah, I really liked that moment. It, it felt like, Maybe Larry and the negative spirit finally have an understanding, and that's that's good. That it, it it felt like that's what their whole story was building towards. So that was really that was a really beautiful moment, I think, too. Because yeah, like you were saying, like Larry's telling him, "No, man, you got to go. You got to go. Go live your life. I'm not going to hold you back anymore." And like the spirit, kind of, you know, he he. You see him take off, but then he. He decides to stay, and I thought that was that was pretty powerful. So, yeah, man, it was great to get that payoff. And like I said, it was it was nice to finally get the the backstory on Rita. And again, uh, it was just great knowing that Silas wasn't dead. So, so yeah, this episode really good, really solid. I'd probably give it a ten out of ten. Shocking, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you rate? What would you rate this episode, Cliff? Uh probably nine and a half. It's right up there. I mean, it's it's really good. I'm still yeah. like I'm still comparing it to Jane Patrol, so like mm-hmm. nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jane Jane Patrol is probably the yeah. I'll say it. that was probably the best episode of the season, right? Even though it was the most like dramatic. It was the most. It was the heaviest episode. Yeah, it was the darkest. But I mean, like, like I said, like that's some of the best storytelling on the show, especially with these characters. So right. yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I think, yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. So uh, it was a ten out of ten for me. All right. So uh, that brings us to this week's episode, uh, appropriately titled "Penultimate Patrol." <laughs> so. Uh, if you don't know what that means, uh, the penultimate episode is usually the episode right before the, the finale. So that was a clever, clever title. <laughs> In this episode, this episode was great for many reasons, uh, mainly because we got the return of a couple of fan favorite characters, such as Danny the Street and uh, the Beard Hunter, who <laughs> reappeared in a kind of a shocking uh, capacity. So <laughs> like Cliff, what did you think of this episode? No, I I like the fact that uh Danny Street showed up again and yeah, actually you know what? And yeah. and a and a beard hunter again. But it was crazy to hear him say like he was like, "You know what? Like 
I, uh, he's like, I don't do that anymore. I'm not that guy. He's like, Danny Street gave me a purpose. Yeah, Danny got me off the beard hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a drug. He's like, he got me off the beard hair. That was funny. Yep. I had to, I had to give a big, big, uh, <laughs> a lot of love for that scene. Cause that, that was really funny. And then, um, yeah. Seeing, uh, I don't know, just, we're, we're going to talk about it. The concentration of the, of the white pages. Um, yes, clearly <laughs> flex <laughs> was still learning how to use his abilities because he flexed a wrong yeah. muscle, which caused oh, yeah. everybody on the was... street. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> yo, Jesus Christ. I would be honest. Uh... The best part was the fact that Cliff faked his <laughs> the whole time. Yes, that was, that was hilarious because <laughs> like everybody's like, they're like, I feel something, and Cliff's like, uh, what am I supposed to be feeling? Like, he clearly, you know, because clearly he can't feel anything. And then I love the the explanation afterwards. It's like, why why would you do that? He's like, I didn't want to feel left out. <laughs> like, he was so ashamed of it. Like, <laughs> it was... that was such a great, it was such a great moment. I'm not going to lie, when that was happening, like, my jaw was hung open, and I was just like, what is what am I watching? This <laughs> you know, when Jane was this like, so "We're great. coming, asshole!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was dying. <laughs> that was so great, and also like I loved because, like we said, uh, the beard hunter showed up, and when he was when he was having his. Uh, it was funny because he was like right next to a dude with a beard, and so he was like climaxing, but looking at the dude's beard. That was hilarious. That made me laugh like like so hard I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> and then after, afterwards, when everybody finished, Beard Hunter raises a cigarette into the guy's mouth who was next to him. <laughs> like that was yep. great. That was, that was so <laughs> that wild, was man. awesome. I definitely that, uh, yeah. This episode was crazy. Yeah, and then, you know, obviously they enter into Nobody's World, Mr. Nobody's World, and then yeah, the from there space. we had, you know, it was, oh my god, that scene with the with the robot was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, I don't yeah. want to dig too much into the spoiler side of it, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so that was, that was classic. I love seeing that kind of stuff, especially when... Oh yeah, me too. You have to remember and repeat everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it was weird because oh man, because um, again, I don't want to get too spoilery, but I was like, that can't be the way that whole thing ended, right? I... <laughs> like, there's got to be some twist that I'm not seeing here, right? And sure enough, you know, I was like, wait a minute, like this is this isn't real, is it? And sure enough, it wasn't. So. Like, yeah, I was glad that it was, like, a, a switcheroo on us, you know, because I was like, that seemed a little too easy. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, man, that was a crazy, that was a crazy twist and a crazy uh, ending. So I would, so, and I would give this episode nine, like, nine and three quarters, because, like, that, that that's what it was. I was like, this was definitely worth, like, every minute of watching it. Hmm, yeah. Because this even, episode was... I feel like we, like, yeah, we had like three, like really solid back to back. 
right. back episodes. So, yeah, man, I didn't. Again, like maybe I'm biased, but yeah, I'd probably still give it a ten. <laughs> that's that's just me though. Like I I for that scene where everybody was orgasming alone, like that alone made this episode a ten out of ten. Because <laughs> like even Danny, like when the the fire hydrant burst, like that was oh hilarious. My God. Yes, <laughs> that was wild. <laughs> that was great. That was great. So yeah, th- this episode was great, and it really like perfectly set up uh, next week's episode, the finale. So I can't wait to see that because because I honestly don't know how this is going to end, what's going to happen, you know. So yeah, man, I'm super excited to see what happens next week. Even though like like we said, like it, I don't want the show to, I don't want the season to be over just yet. But at the same time. I'm excited to see how this all wraps up. So, you know, here we go. Here we go. We're we're almost there, Cliff. We almost made it. Almost to the final. Almost to the season finale. Oh boy, this is gonna be this is gonna be wild. Like I don't know. I'm gonna be emotional this whole week just until we get to that episode because like I don't want it to end. I want to see how it ends. <laughs> so, I don't, oh boy, yeah. So, all right. So that's. That was our uh, reactions to the last two episodes of Doom Patrol. Uh, again, if you're not watching it, please please check it out. It's so worth it. It's so it's one of the best shows, one of the best uh, comic book TV shows I've ever seen in my entire life. It's amazing. <laughs> it gets me every week. So please, 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 please check it out because I want more Doom Patrol. So yeah, uh, so that's gonna do it, man. Cliff, we've been. <sighs> How long have we been recording? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's it's been a long time. It's been it's been a while. Yeah, this was a beast of an episode. Like yep. we had so much news to get through from the last two weeks, and whew, it took us a while, but we got through it. So here we are. We're still standing. That's the news, and uh, we thank you all for listening. Thank you for sticking it out with us. Uh, we promise we'll, we'll we'll try not to do this again. So <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, so, um, but yeah, I mean, we always appreciate everybody who listens, everyone who supports us. And like I said, if you want to keep up with us, uh, you can follow us on the nerds of the round table Facebook page, which again, I feel dumb for not having mentioned it on the show before, but you know, here we are. Um, so yeah, Cliff, uh, aside from that, tell everybody where they can find you online. Yeah. So you guys can find me on Frank and culture on Right here on Nerds at the Round Table. You guys can find me on Frankensteiner. You guys can find me on Get the KO. You guys can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, Reddit, all your social media um, at CM underscore Miller 85. And one topic I do want to touch on really quick is kind of on a serious side. Uh, recently, mm-hmm. the WWE lost a big diva. Well, she was a, the one of the very first divas to win the Diva Search back in 2005. Her name was Ashley Masano. Uh, um, she passed away uh, mm-hmm. due to mental health illness. Like, she just, you know. So, guys, don't ever be afraid to reach out and talk to friends. Reach out to anybody that you can um, when things are going right. Um, you're not showing weakness. You're actually showing strength by asking for help. So, you know, rest in peace to Ashley. Um, she was a great superstar. Um, and it's very sad because she left her 18-year-old daughter behind. So, it's one of those things where... Guys, like, you know, just make sure you're reaching out. And if you are ask, if you need the help, ask for help. And we'll be here for you. 
That's right. That's right. Um, it's interesting because when Cliff first, Cliff and I first started doing this podcast, we we would often say like if you if you need anyone to reach out to, uh, you can always reach out to us if you feel like you have no one else. You know, you can reach out to us on Twitter or any of our social media, really, uh, because we understand what it's like to to go through tough times, dark times. Um, you know, I suffer from depression and anxiety, um, and I I know what it's like to need someone. And uh, you know, Cliff has always helped me out in some tough times. You know, he's always been there for me when I need help. So. Uh, we, it feels like we haven't said it in a while, but yeah, if you, if you're going through something and if, you know, nothing else, if you feel like you don't have anyone else to turn to, you can always turn to us. So don't be afraid to reach out. And uh, now you have all yeah. of our handles. That's right. That's right. Uh, and I'm Antonio Padilla. You can find me, uh, you can get a hold of me on the Nerds of the Roundtable Facebook page. Uh, you can find me on Twitter Tron Pilgrim, you can find me on Instagram and Snapchat, Tron Pilgrim 87. Uh, and that's going to do it for us this week. This was a beast of an episode. Like this, again, I appreciate everybody who stuck it out with us. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Same nerd time, same nerd channel.